0: News Weekly! Okay, what is going on, ladies and gentlemen? So, this is continuing the podcast of crazy quarantine stuff, although it seems like some places are starting to open up, so that's going to be very interesting in the coming weeks. But, the big news for us that we have is we have brand new comic books. This is really crazy. We're going to talk about those today. We're also going to talk about Harley Quinn, episode number 5, which was fantastic, in my opinion. But first, Clay has some actual comic book news That we're going to jump into right now.
1: Yeah, so uh, of course, like Juice was saying, uh, things are opening up. And so is the schedule for DC Comics. Uh, There is a bunch of books that, of course, are coming out at the uh, end of May. But I feel like a lot of the stuff that most of the people want are uh, what came in solicitations today. Also, uh, unrelated to batman news but marvel also did it so if you would like to look that up you can but the most important stuff uh june 10th is going to be uh issue number 92 and that is the entrance of punchline that is going to be her full appearance uh and then snyder also uh scott snyder not Zack snyder scott snyder uh, announced that death metal number one is coming out june 16th so the very next week the very next tuesday and the other two pieces of news with comic books uh the uh, generations event and mm-hmm. uh, three jokers have not been re-solicited
0: oh so we're not gonna get a june 10th or whatever it was submitted for no oh my god are you serious
1: three jokers has yet to be reannounced. at this point people believe that it's been canceled indefinitely there has not been any confirmation of that uh that I, it's canceled yeah a lot of people just think that it's going to be indefinite like canceled indefinitely mm. just because it's taken so long to make it yeah but okay, i st- i no still way. hold a little bit of hope i think that DC knows that anything Jeff Johns prints is mm-hmm. almost like always gold. So yeah. I think that they just want to push it a little bit more let, you know, majority of the stuff that they want to sell, sell mm-hmm. because they know Jeff Johns is going to sell. Yeah. And you don't want to drop a book like that when something like Death Metal is mm-hmm. going to be pushing the rest of continuity and the rest of the DC universe. Yeah. You want that to sell, so you're going to put that by itself. You you want Batman to sell again, so you're going to put so that what, by itself. So what, you think we're going to get it like in August? I say
0: that probably late July, early August. Hmm. I guess. I mean, the thing is, we were supposed to get it back-to-back months. Yep. So they were pretty much done with it. Because they always said that they weren't going to announce it until it was 80% complete. Yep. And they did that in what, March? Mm-hmm. So he still had April, May to finish the last book if he wanted to. Yep. So, and then that's not including the two other months that you have to wait for issues one and two. So, yeah. Yeah, he had essentially five months almost to mm-hmm. do that book. So, yeah, that's, um, that's a bit disheartening. Generations, I'm assuming, is Black Batman? Is no, that what that yeah. is? Yeah,
1: Generations was the 5G stuff. Okay. Uh that was not re- uh solicited. Now it's still a rumor that that's going to be like I said a before in the last episode, a celebration mm-hmm. series. So yeah. I think that's still going to happen, but if they cancel it altogether, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: You know what would be cool if they actually did do with that and make it part continuity would be is if that was what started like the multiverse or the dark multiverse before it went to shit and started repeating itself huh like you know what i mean because that way it's continuity but it's continuity in the dark multiverse not in the multiverse uh, you know what i mean okay because okay, those yeah. worlds yeah, yeah, constantly because yeah, yeah. those worlds constantly get destroyed and repeated yeah so like if that was one of the original worlds and then, like, just another Bruce Wayne showed up out of nowhere, like an evil one, and they're like, "What the fuck?" and just kills everybody, and that world repeats, and then it just constantly, like, our Barbato shows up on that planet for the first time, and kills like this new generation, and then just these worlds start repeating. That would okay. be pretty interesting.
1: I, I can I can see it. I can see what you're what you're putting yeah. down. Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Because then it then it's not like, oh, well, that's gonna be the future of the multiverse. Like you know, like I hate that. I hate how everybody, for some reason, which always blows my mind, and I think it's people that don't understand comics, they always think that Batman is supposed to end up like The Dark Knight Returns. Like, everybody thinks that that is Batman. Like, oh, yeah, that's the future. I'm like, no, that is a multiverse (laughs) story. Like, that's a one-shot by itself. Like, that's not where he's going. Like, if anything, I think a majority of the Batman audience, maybe the newer generation – Uh, want it to end, would prefer Batman to end the way Tom King ended it in that annual where he actually grows old and he's not like this disheveled person because even in that time, he's still like lifting like 300 pounds at like 80 something or whatever. Like, that's just crazy, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's really interesting. I wouldn't mind them doing something like that. Uh, I don't think that they would cancel three jokers. I don't know why people go so dramatic with things sometimes granted although it does look like they're canceling generations but that seems to be smart yeah that seems to be a smart move uh opposed to just destroying something jeff johns would do would be stupid because everybody just buys that it's like oh yeah yeah, jeff johns i'll do that you know (laughs) um oh another thing which we we can kind of just assume that we're gonna talk about this whole series is Strange Adventures also got announced? I believe that's going to be like June sixteenth or June something as well, June tenth. Oh yeah, because, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, that is going to have Batman in issue two as well, because we know that because Clay actually knows the person that bought the art from that book. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, that was pretty interesting. Mitch, uh, Mitch was doing that for, I believe. Was that the? Was that a separate thing from Jeff? Uh, from what Jim Lee was doing?
1: Yes, it is separate. So Jim okay. Lee. What he's doing is almost on his own, but he was, uh, and I think he's still doing it, yeah. uh, but now he's adding like more artists to his little slot. Yeah. But he's basically sketching like random characters for thirty whole days, and then he's like doing auctions on eBay, yeah. and all of that money will go to eventually the uh, the comic book shops of America. Now what? the artist and everybody else was doing on twitter was there was one organization that was going to do the exact same thing as jim lee but -hmm. they did it as a collective group and not just one person
0: Oh, okay yeah i want to see if jim lee is just destroys everybody else (laughs) (laughs) well no because because the
1: thing is if you Mm -hmm. go back to one of his old posts and go to the auction page it'll Mm -hmm. show you every single thing he has already auctioned off and how how much it went for
0: Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Nice. is All insane. I'm assuming, $1,000 per page, maybe? More. More? Damn. Yeah. That's insane. But like I... you know what? Shout out to freaking Jim Lee for doing that, though. Like, he does insane. not have to yeah. do that. And at the same time, that's what, that's why, like... There were rumors, I remember, uh, I don't know if we ever talked about it on the show, but I think we talked about it in person, that apparently there were rumors that we were thinking that AT&T might want to push Jim Lee out, they yeah. want to go new management, when we heard all those bullshit rumors that DC was possibly going to get sold. Which, I want to point out that the rumors, the the date when that was supposed to happen was supposed to be in October. We're in fucking April already. Where is that rumor?
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? That is, that is so,
0: true. Um, so, you know what, I... I think it's another thing I love about DC and again maybe there's somebody like this at Marvel I just don't see it but I love that Jim Lee is so passionate about comic books and he's in a leading role you know what I mean like it's nice to see that he's still doing work he's doing stuff like this to support comic book shops or you know whatever the main cause of this is during this crazy time and I think it's just nice to see you know and I you see him busting his ass for comic books and I really like that that's kind of cool because he could have probably went somewhere else and like, oh, yeah, let me just sell my ideas or do this and that and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, he's, he's stayed true to the comic book uh, community. So I think it's pretty dope. For um, sure. So, yeah. Uh, the, so that was the big comic book news. There wasn't really anything entertainment-wise. I know there's like uh, Hush got shown in Batwoman. Uh, or they dropped photos of Hush yeah. in the show, if I'm not mistaken. Because I'm not up to date with it. So I don't know if he's actually been on the show. Uh, usually photos of characters leak a few weeks before uh, the episodes actually air. But yeah, it seems like Hush is they finally... Leak. It looks okay. It does look like a helmet of bandages, which I don't know if I like that, to be honest. But it's better than nothing. I mean, it uh. does
1: look pretty good, though. Like, yeah, no, fr- it does. When I, when I posted it on the Discord, I was like, dude, this actually looks pretty comic accurate. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it it, it looks like Hush, but it looks like hush is helmet is covered in bandages opposed to hush being covered in bandages but again honestly that might be kind of hard to do i know they probably use like a lot of um uh i don't know what it's called but it's like that prosthetic kind of like glue and stuff to like make the bandages stick to the skin probably what they would do they'd probably do that because you don't want it to look like you know toilet paper mummy style So, um, yeah, I think they could make something look really good without making an actual helmet in, like, uh, but this is a smaller production, it is a TV show, and if they need him to come back a bunch of times, it makes sense to be like, let's just make a helmet, we don't have to make, we don't have to do makeup every single time, he can just throw this on, and he's fine. Hey, just,
1: just to show you, because I, I looked uh at the Jim Lee eBay page, Mm -hmm. uh, the, a scarecrow that he just did has one day and eighteen hours left. There's
0: forty-four bids and it's at seven thousand. What's his highest? Uh, like out of a, just you don't have to go through all of them, but what like, what's the highest number you see there? Well, it doesn't show all of them. It only shows oh, really? the one that that are current.
1: Oh, okay. But there well, what is. What about if you go
0: to his page and it says sold? You sh- they should have like a sold page. Oh, really? Like if you go to his page whatever page is selling it, they should have like a sold section let's see and this if, is ebay let's see if i can it should f- say sold but uh yeah so lee has been though. pretty crazy uh, but other than that no there hasn't been any um news i know i read something which i think this was like a couple weeks ago but i know we didn't talk about it last week uh somebody mentioned how um zoe kravitz is keeping fit during this time because she said she made a joke to i think matt reeves or somebody saying that we might need to um uh make a new cat suit after quarantine is something she mentioned oh yeah but uh she's been working out with her trainer via zoom or skype or something uh, mm-hmm. five times a week so she says it's actually helped her out a lot so damn yeah so she's uh staying fit during quarantine we saw photos of robert pattinson running um so you know we are definitely getting a leaner batman which, Yeah. you know i just need to see him fight and i won't give a fuck after that to be honest um but uh did you find did you find anything
1: yeah, so it's still only showing, like, a certain amount, but there yeah. is a original DC Comics art by David uh, Cho. I don't know who mm-hmm. that is, but it's watercolor, and it's 17000
0: Damn, that's crazy.
1: And that um, one only,
0: that has 72 bids. That's nuts. I nuts. wonder who's buying those. Like, I wonder if it's just, like, old, like millionaires that are super comic book nerds that are just like yeah i don't know dude but like uh
1: there's a uh george jimenez that just Mm -hmm. got added today of the super sons yeah it's only been on for two it's what is i think i don't know if it's two days and 22 hours oh okay uh is what i see here but it's Mm -hmm. 26 bids and it's already at 1525 dollars nice
0: yeah, it's crazy. They're doing some good stuff there. I'm, yeah, I'm glad really, really, really awesome. Something. That's awesome. And a lot of people are coming through for that, so that's pretty cool. I think they should they should really ask Tom King to do one and just throw <laughs> it up there and see how much it goes up for. Because I'm pretty sure it would get over a couple hundred bucks. But he draws it all the time. But he should actually try to do like a bigger, just stick uh, figure thing and see what happens. I think that would be hilarious. Uh, but yeah. So what we're gonna go ahead and do now, guys, is this is going to be a comic filled episode It's the first time we have new books and we've actually read a lot of older books too well actually we Mm -hmm. have a lot of actually older and newer because we read a lot of digital stuff the digital stuff is stuff that has come out before but it's new to us so we're going to talk about that today we're also going to talk about outside batman the outsiders and we're going to talk about harley quinn criminal insanity number four i also told clay this is what we were going to read this week before we knew we were actually going to get new books we uh, have this book called Trail of the Gun, Batman Trail of the Gun, which was very interesting because this book is, what, came out in 2004, 2008, something like that?
1: I think you said 2008,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think it's, so it's 12 years old, and it feels like this could have been written last month, or yeah. before Corona, to be honest, is what I yeah. should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was uh, it was very interesting to read something like that, and then, like I said, we got some digital stuff, and uh, yeah, so I think let's go ahead and start off with Outsiders, um, we'll go from there, and we'll just read a whole bunch of other stuff, and then of course we'll end the episode on talking about Harley Quinn. So if you guys want to hear our opinions on Harley Quinn, definitely stick around for that, uh, because that new episode was great. Yes. So, all right. So, uh, just quick opinion on Outsiders. Um. Well, we talked. We talked very minimal thoughts when yeah. I s-
1: heard that you had re- already read it. So I asked, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, what'd you think?" Just because, like you said before, this is you know, a brand new book that we haven't read in almost two months. So you said it was kind of lackluster. Uh, I would think the same Uh, because one of the the biggest things is the reveal of Sophia's new costume, Mm -hmm. but yet she doesn't have a name. And she even goes to the point of asking, Hey, I don't have a name, but I'm up for suggestions. That is odd. To just be like, hey, give me yeah. a name, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I I don't know. Like, I, I've i never really thought of Roz as an eco-terrorist.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Just because everything I've read always deals with Batman. Like, I've oh, okay. never read any intric- intricate Roz story that mm-hmm. has him doing something for the world on a world type scale
0: so he there is a lot of history of him being eco terrorist okay so yeah he's always been like that he's always felt like he the reason why he also hates gotham city is because it's basically new york and a lot of people would tell you new york's dirty and new york's this and you know it's that's just how it is and you know there's a lot of crime there's a lot of just everything that's just typical gotham and uh, he thinks that's, like, the scum of the world. And he thinks that it's places like that that are ruining the world because there's so much, you know, carbon dioxide, blah, blah, you know, all that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, but he thinks that the world needs to be cleansed. That's always what his end goal's always been. He thinks it needs to be cleansed for a new generation. And um, that's why he always tries to go so crazy. And he's always felt that Batman, the reason why he's so harped up on Batman is because, of course, he wanted Batman to marry Talia because he's – he thinks Batman is the only suitable person in the world that is right for Talia, but at the same time that could take over his mantle as the demon king, or the demon's head. So, um, yeah, but no, he, there's actually a long history of him being an eco-terrorist. So, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so, because at the end of this book, we see that he does get the power that he's been wanting, and he destroys a village that was a part of Shiva's, like, where she grew up, apparently. And also, eh. like,
1: for me, I've never been one to be like, okay, that's too comic booky because it's not giving me the reason how he's doing it. Yeah. But this, like, little orb that he has, he just, like, twists it like a Rubik's Cube, and it's, like, distorting the ground underneath this village, and it, like, collapses. Yeah. And I was just like, but how is he doing it? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, that was my thing. And I hope that maybe they get a little bit more into the technical stuff. So Mm -hmm. that way I'm like, bro, that that's scary. Like if, if that's how that happens, that can be scary because just seeing it's like, wow, that really sucks. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I need to know a little bit more of the insight of that device.
0: Yeah. And I think this goes down to one of uh, Grant Morrison's like big rules when it comes to comic book. He was like, why do I need to explain everything? Like that's because, like, as comic book fans, we are very detail oriented, yeah. And um, some things just don't make sense. You know what I mean? How does Batman get his planes out of the cave all the time? You know, and they're perfectly never seen in Gotham and blah 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 blah. You know, you can ask a lot of questions, but yeah, sometimes and you gotta... and I
1: I've I've listened to po- some podcasts of writers like doing interviews, and they say mm-hmm. the exact same stuff. They're like, as long as I can get to point A and point B, and you be entertained, and it be a yeah. good story. Let's do it, but yeah. if I have to go from point A one, A two, A three, A four, A five to get to B,
0: yeah, that can be kind of tedious. Yeah, for sure. And I think uh, you know stuff like this can definitely be explained, but it depends on how detailed people want to go because it had it was mentioned in the story that the orb is alien in origin, mm-hmm. um, and we found out that I believe some something crash landed. And they went through and got all the weapons and stuff from it. I think, believe that's what raish uh, was doing. Uh, we also found out... Um, see, here's the thing. So all everybody that was working with Raish is dead now. So that's something that happened in this book. They all got murdered. And, that's uh, what Rache, I didn't
1: like about this book.
0: Yeah, so they all just died. Uh, when they all kind of just kicked the Outsiders' ass recently. Um, so it kind of sucks that the Outsiders didn't get to get any kind of like, Yay, we got our victory. No, race just killed them all yeah um which
1: and you which you never saw they just walked in you know like the outsiders walked into this facility and they were just like all on their knees and like freaking chopped up to bits blood everywhere and it's just like okay like i feel like caliber even though he was a dick Mm -hmm. and for what he did you know betraying batman and everybody like his character means nothing to me now yeah because there he was no been a Terminator. There was, was no there was story. no end resolution to that. It's just like yeah. boom, he's dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was definitely a throwaway character. If anything, he should have gotten killed by somebody or been killed by Rache. Like, and we saw it for a good reason. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, there was an interesting little part because I don't know if we ever got to see uh, her name's Maria, right? Who uh, is that? The character's name? Oh, excuse uh, the me. girl? No, Sophia. Sophia, okay. Uh, we I don't know if we ever got to see the extent of her powers, but apparently she's super strong. Because yeah, she no, breaks so wall.
1: so it's uh, the pain like has something to do with her pain receptors. Uh-huh. Which makes her super strong. They explained it in like early on in the story arc.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, so she's back breaks when a wall she
1: down. like first got kidnapped by Raish. Like he explained mm-hmm. his pow- her powers to her basically. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. I really don't like that she's not wearing a mask. I could get on board with the costume, but uh yeah. See I, don't know. I could
1: I could see like a headpiece to the costume. Yeah. So that way she's not wearing like a legit mask. Mm-hmm. But like kind of like a tiara for the for the, you know, like yeah. how Wonder Woman or or Mira have To keep their hair out of it. Yeah. yeah. But just having this, like the she looks, she looks like she's supposed to have clasps, so yeah. she looks like she should have a cape, but she doesn't. So it's just mm-hmm. it's very odd the way her suit is somewhat constructed or drawn. Yeah.
0: I actually enjoyed her Raish all ghoul suit. I thought that was way better, and she had a weapon, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Um, so what happens is uh, the team discovers everybody dead pretty much, and there's a little thing that shows Raish talking to them, and then that's when we find out that he destroys a village. And this story ends on uh, the whole crew being like, "Oh wow, we lost. Oh, this sucks." And then you know, Batman's like, "Well, this fucking blows." And uh, who they've been hating each other this whole time, pretty much. And Black Lightning's all like, "Yeah, all right, now we reset, guys." Which was kind of like, I was all, what? like, "What?" Do you know
1: what this reminded me of? What? Just because somebody brought up the show recently in one of my mm-hmm. chats. This was a Titans season finale ending. Like, this was... Oh,
0: my God. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. Trash, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how Titans is so bad at that, man. Like, it's not that hard. It's such um, a good show. And
1: then the ending, they always mess up.
0: Well, every DC Universe show is such lackluster on the finales. Except for Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're always so lackluster. It blows my mind uh but yeah so the the, uh, outsiders has not been that great of a story for my for me personally i have thought it's been interesting at times i enjoy this new character i want a new female on the team of the bat family one i obviously love this because it's a latina too and i just want to see a new character to that family to do something i feel like they can still do so much more with duke but this story ends after 13 issues with not a lot happening, and then we're going into, I guess, a second chapter now, yeah. and it's One gonna be thing them that I do not like about
1: this entire story, mm-hmm. and it's kind of bled into like the actual real world, you know, talk on Twitter and everything else. Is they keep pointing out that spoiler isn't Batgirl.
0: Yeah, and did they did that in this issue or just the series. Uh, they... Oh, you mean uh, orphan? You mean orphan?
1: Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not spoiler. Orphan. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they keep saying that orphan isn't Batgirl. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, okay, but the reason why she's not Batgirl mm-hmm. is because right now there's still a Batgirl. Yeah. Like, like Barbara is still Batgirl. Mm-hmm. And. As far as, like, giving her a bat suit, like, I would like to see it, because it was teased in Rebirth, the de- yeah. Detective Comics Rebirth story with Tinian, but they, I feel like they're still kind of, like, drifting away from that. So, yeah. I don't know why you have to keep cramming it into us, oh, she's not gonna be a part of the Bat Family, she's not gonna be a part of the Bat Family. Yeah. And, but in my mind, she already is, so why keep bringing that up? You know
0: yeah and like i don't i mean she's not an orphan i mean especially if you go by the family thing and i mean it wouldn't even be that crazy of a name because i'm pretty sure everybody in the bat family has felt like they were an orphan at some point um especially although bruce had alfred he lost his actual parents yeah um and then dick grayson lost his actual parents depending on when you read tim drake uh he's lost his parents but I believe yeah. his parents are alive right now. Um, Jason's Todd, I think his parents just sucked, so yeah. didn't have good parents. So like you know, they've all felt like they had nobody, and that's why they gravitate to the Batman in you know in general. Um, I would be interested in seeing her get a new name though; that would be cool, um, and a new suit. But I don't want her to be Batgirl because I yeah. like Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. Yeah, I think you give her something new, but it's unfortunate because. Just like Snyder, with Snyder's thing, these new characters are made, but nothing ever happens with them. Um, Blue Jay, which was a great name. I thought Blue Jay was awesome. And nothing has happened with her in Rebirth. If anything, she should be not the new Oracle, but she should be the, you know, HQ person. Yeah. Like, you know, like she was good with tech. Like she could work in the field, but she should be in the Batcave. You know what I mean? um i think that'd be cool or if, if not in the Batcave, cave working for somebody working for barbara in whatever or going to work with like dick grayson in bloodhaven like something like use these characters for something and um i just feel like unfortunately Sophia is going to be that character eventually um and it's just gonna be like they're gonna be like oh yeah remember that character whatever get out of there i think she needs a better name i think she needs a better she needs the thing about the bat family is none of them roll without some type of mask so yeah. she's the odd person out. Besides even Orphan has the hood with the mask when but she takes it off every once in a while. Yeah. Um but at the same time it's not like a lot of people she is not in the public eye so nobody would know her from anything at different, you know. True. So you know, she's not one of uh what do they call them? Bruce Wayne's wards. You yeah. know, she's never lived with him like that, so not that I know of. I think he's bought her like an apartment and stuff and she's lived with Barbara or something along those lines. She's like mentored her. Um, but I don't think he's, she's ever lived in the manor. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, this, this whole series has been kind of lackluster for me personally. And it's also because Batman hasn't felt like Batman in this run. Like he's just felt very mopey and like, not, I don't know. Like he just hasn't felt like a badass in my opinion. Um, cause like he usually, you know, Batman takes the reins and, This one feels like I know that this is post Alfred, uh, these last issues we've been reading, but I don't know. I feel like everybody else has been handling him a lot better than this. And it's just I don't know. It's just been a weird series. I'm just not a big fan of it. So it is what it is, as the new saying is. I've been hearing that everywhere. Um, I don't know why it's been been said in my chat lately. I don't know if it's a new meme or something, but everybody's saying it. (laughs) Um, So it is what it is. Uh, so now let's go ahead and jump over to Harley Quinn Criminal Insanity. What did you think of this book? Because I will say before the last couple of issues, when I found out it was going to be nine issues, I was kind of souring on this book already, but I was actually pleasantly surprised with this issue and I enjoyed it. This was, I
1: mean, it doesn't miss a beat from what it was. I will Mm. say that. Um, there was a little less of the harley quinn being a uh psychoanalysis yeah type character because we touched a lot on joker finally yeah but most importantly the really big bomb of this book is that that asshole dad mm-hmm. is not even the dad of the joker quote unquote yes. so mm-hmm. There's still a mystery to the origin, which everybody's still like, you know, because that's the big argument. Even you have said there Mm -hmm. always needs to be a mystery to the origin of the Joker. And even though they are point blank saying this is the Joker, they still leave a mystery there. So that way it can still somewhat be a Joker
0: origin. Yeah. they, They basically jokered it from the movie. Yeah. That's exactly what the movie did. And uh, yeah, and that's that's what I was like. Yes, thank you. I enjoyed that because I don't mind different interpretations of the Joker, but this is one of this is the no kill rule of Joker. You don't talk about his origin with yeah. Batman. Batman does not kill. Like I feel like every character has that solid thing. This is the thing with the Joker. He can be different. He can be more funny. He can be more say psych- uh, like uh, psychotic. But the one thing is, is you never know where he came from. And uh, I've always enjoyed that. And we find out in the book that the asshole dad does say, like, nobody knows who your father is. Nobody even knows your real name. Only your mother did. And now she's dead. Um, So I thought that was interesting. So we don't know this kid's name, his real name, and we don't know who his father is and his mom's dead. So trying to find this out is going to be impossible. So that leads a mystery to Harley. Um And basically, this was a she's trying to chase down Joker. That's what she's been doing. We got a nice little flashback of, I guess he was he was tutoring like a mob boss's daughter or something, right? Something along those lines. Yeah. And so, uh, and she's a looker, so she's obviously got the superstar quarterback boyfriend in high school. He is the smart nerdy guy, but unfortunately, he's also the uh, smart nerdy guy who is the guy you don't want to fuck with. Cause I'm pretty sure in the next couple issues that uh, guy is going to get destroyed.
1: Well, I'm pretty or sure was, this is the same quarterback guy that all was those. Gay? Pi- yeah, the well, oh, I yeah. don't know if it was he was necessarily gay, but like they mm-hmm. got drunk, they were doing stupid stuff, they were trying on yeah. women's bras, and all oh, those that's pictures what it was. and all I don't those know pictures. Why I thought he was kissing another dude? Well, know. he was, he was. They were. Oh, was they, he? Okay, then yeah, the two dudes were kissing and they both yeah. had bras on while mm-hmm. the women were like watching. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah, So, uh, well, maybe that is what um, what he'll do. Or maybe he'll get back even worse. Maybe he'll kill him. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So we got that nice little flashback. Uh, we got a new, like, one thing that's been happening in every issue is Joker has these elaborate murder scenes. And this new one was of a ballerina um, in, like, the winter Which princess Snow. Which
1: terrifying.
0: Yes. And then it gets dro- – all these rats get dropped from the ceiling. Which apparently half of them were dead, and the others were alive, which I didn't notice that, so that would be horrifying, yeah and um and then we get this little thing where Joker is apparently searching for something. Did you pick up on what this was? Like he at the
1: very end, he has been looking for her for Harley? yeah like he okay like he is searching but more so he wants her to find him type mm-hmm. thing that's i think that is kind of like his kink like oh well, i'm doing all of these things making big noise no, and now I you finally found me
0: but the i'm talking about the library scene when he goes to that guy what is that cuz he finds a notebook that says so here he says things can be recreated with the right information, um, oh, so he's yeah, trying to yeah. find something like crazy. I don't know what that is. Yeah, uh, no, this
1: I, I was a little confused on. This was mm-hmm. something that I so was a little, it, con- it, yeah. Unless it's some sort of history of who he is, is maybe. Maybe I'm not yeah, entirely so may, sure. That might
0: be something we find out later on. Maybe he's trying to find out like, did did they already do the first killing? Was the Da Vinci thing right? Yeah. Okay, so maybe he's just trying to create another piece. Because I don't know if I'm Oh, mistaken. that could be something, too. That would be yeah, he's interesting. he's trying to, like, find some old, crazy things. Some can old be art? And yeah. Huh. I never Recreate thought about it. that. Yeah, so that might be something that's been happening. Uh, there was this little uh, interesting page that I thought was pretty, like, I just sensed that that kid's going to be fucked up for life, is when Harley arrives to the new crime scene, and there's a little girl that says, The Sugar Plum Fairy died like I could yeah. just know that that kid is going to be fucked up for the rest of their life because this was in a public place that they saw this and she yeah. was on stage and uh it was basically the torso of the person with the neck split open and the rest of the body were puppet arms and legs. Yeah. So, so... he
1: amputated the legs and amputated the arms from the elbow to the to the fingers. Yeah. And then put wooden legs and wooden hands to make yeah. it look more like a puppet
0: yeah so it was insane and now this was foreshadowed at the start of the book because they're in like a shopping center area and there is a fairy in the window so this was actually foreshadowed so oh, um i did yeah.
1: not notice
0: that look at you wow yeah so that was and the, the exact start same the pose book. and everything mm-hmm
1: that's yeah. awesome well
0: and it also says later on in the book that i don't know if he because yeah the whole scene was like uh, he had like 24 hours to do it or he had like a certain like nine hours to do it or something yeah there so was like, like a small everything. little
1: window because what they did is they decorate everything like overnight and then yeah. the displays opened like at this time so he only had mm-hmm. like a certain window but yeah. did you notice the small cameo of another villain in the very beginning of this, you know, somewhat oh. important part of the story, but uh, Harley Quinn investigates Firefly.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, 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 For the so, pyro shit. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, uh, and she treats him like a legitimate arsonist uh, yeah. and pyromaniac with the light. That was cool. I
0: like that, that. Was really that was cool. I, it was a nice touch. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I like how like yeah she fucked with his psyche you know she was like look because nobody can get anything out of him she was like give me your lighter and she goes in there she's like flicking it and he's just like like basically having like oh yeah like he's like turned on by flames and shit he's just like "Oh, i'll tell you whatever you want just give me the flames (laughs) 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 um but uh so now the ending we find out that harley quinn walks into a place and joker is waiting for her and he says looking for me and I'm assuming this is her house, but this looks kind of weird because it looks like she's walking into a shop. Um, but I'm assuming this is her house. So, uh, uh, because she walks into a place, she has her motorcycle helmet, and it look—I don't know—it just looks kind of weird to be a house. It looks more like a shoppy area because it's got like big industrial like. Yeah, that's. Tubes at the I mean,
1: um, unless she's got
0: some money with that. Yeah. Giant like cupboard. Yeah. So uh, this could be maybe the police station. I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, we find out that the Joker is uh, there at the end. So it looks pretty interesting and we're going to see what happens next. So they're probably going to have a conversation. I will say this now. We're four issues in. supposed to go nine. I do not, do not want this to turn into her falling in love with this guy. I do not want this this to turn out. We yeah, had that in Harleen. I, I,
1: I think it needs to be this is like another Else world. This needs to mm-hmm. be her as the psychoanalysis person and yeah. she needs to try to take him down. I yeah. think that's and I, and what I, the story needs to be.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think if she ends up falling in love with him or they end up fucking or they end up doing something like that And I would I go so far hurt.
1: I would go so far as to say if Batman shows up to save the day, I don't think I'll like it.
0: Yeah, no, this story is very does not need Batman, although if she were to contact him to find out something, I'd be okay with that. Yes. Um, but it seems like at this point Batman doesn't even really know anything about the Joker. Yeah. Because we haven't heard anything in. Like you think he would know way more than anybody. Um so this would be very interesting. I wouldn't mind if at the end of it it starts the Batman like, you know, curiosity into the Joker. But I don't want him to – actually, no, I don't. I actually just want Harleen to put him away, uh, if anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I do not want this to be in a love story. We just had Harleen, and hopefully – I would hope the people at DC are like, yeah, you can't do that. We just literally had that in this book. So – For sure. Um, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, so those are the two books that we had this week. Uh, do you know what we're supposed to be getting next week in the new books? Because we're uh, about to jump into some well, – oh, we're still going to actually jump into the digital shorts. Yeah,
1: but. I was going to say, do you still want to do newer books with digital shorts or do you want to do the kind of older stuff and kind of break it up? It's completely up to you.
0: Uh, um. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's do the digital shorts because okay. I feel like we can – I feel like the old book, we can actually branch out into a bigger conversation, I feel like. Yeah, for that, sure. That was a lot in that. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the Gotham Knights. Uh, we, we're going to cover two issues very quickly because we didn't cover last week's issue, which I just read it today. Really enjoyed it. I uh, the really enjoyed Clayface.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed the Clayface story.
0: Yeah. So uh, you want to start this off? Yeah, so we start off with a car chase,
1: and it's we find out that it's a, a famous actor that is uh, – d- in the middle of this car chase, because he is wanted for murder, and so when this happens, uh, Batman is—it's really cool because he's like, "Oh yeah, this actor owns the super fast car that I even modeled the bat—you know, the the Batmobile after," and he's yeah. like, "It's prone to this, but it has this and all these things," mm-hmm. and he's able to stop him. And I think there was one cheesy line. Right here, so Batman kind of ejects out of the Batmobile, jumps onto the actor when mm-hmm. he like stops and like tries to run by foot, and yeah. Batman says,
0: tell it to the
1: judge. Yeah. I think that was a little bit of
0: cheese, but yeah. it
1: still worked. It still worked. It was still yeah, cool. Yeah, it still
0: worked because the panel before that, the guy's like, it wasn't me, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. Yeah. And then Batman jumps on and he's like, tell it to the judge, you can explain the video. Which leads to a video. We just see a small panel of a video of the we well, who we assume is the actor yeah. shooting somebody in what looks to be the back of the head. But if I'm not mistaken, later on in the uh, comic, Batman says that we, I saw a video of you shooting a guy in the face, and I'm like, ah, yeah, that's technically the back of the head, but uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, so that might be just a, a little mishap when it comes to the art and the wording. Well, I will say the art. Is really good, yeah, yeah. And
1: some people may say that because of the art stuff or the color style and everything else, that mm-hmm. oh, it's somewhat Jim Lee like. But if you notice who is on colors, it's still Sinclair. So it's very oh, reminiscent okay. of the color palette that he uses for Jim Lee's work, and yeah. so it kind of gives it that little glisten. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get we go to Gordon. And Batman talking about this murder that has taken place. Or that has taken place. Yeah. And then Batman says, oh, well, I used my info Mm -hmm. to scour the cameras. And the actor is actually at this place at the exact same time when the murder took place. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, well, I have my suspicions of who it may be. I'm just going to double check. And there's a police officer that is on the roof and gordon's like only a few people have ever seen him actually like leave because of course batman leaves before gordon can get whatever he has to say out of his mouth yeah and the police officer just makes a small comment or whatever and so gordon leaves and you slowly you see that the skin on this guy is like melting yeah so immediately of course, anybody who saw the cover of the book, but even just read yeah. the story, is like, this story is clearly about Clayface, clearly. But yeah, uh, Batman does a little bit of detective work, so I think this is really good that the, mm-hmm. the what the writer does with these Batman books, yeah, since issue one and it, now on issue two, and mm-hmm. even on issue three, it has Batman being a detective. Yeah. I think that's super important for people who want to start these digital first to get introduced to a character who is known as the greatest detective to show some of that. And he narrows it down to basically Clayface. Mm -hmm. And that's when he goes to the theater. You find out, of course, Clayface, he was originally an actor. Mm -hmm. And that movie was supposed to be his. Because uh, I believe it was like a sequel or...
0: Uh... Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, so no, you're so getting I'm, confused. I'm, I'm with getting, that next I'm getting, one. getting yeah. it confused. So Clayface this, is in two
1: stories. Yeah, He's in two stories. So this Clayface in this story, I think he just mm. knew the producer or something.
0: No. So what actually this particular? So what's going to happen is this old this old theater is That's actually going to get torn thing. down. This old That's... theater is going to get torn down, but it happened to be where Basil Basil uh, Basil Carlo, who is Clayface when he was an actor. Uh, it was his first movie premiered here that's what so it was that's, that's what, what it he loved about this.
1: and he yeah. and he made a comment of like oh well I knew somebody who knew somebody and blah yeah. blah okay so that's where it was mm-hmm. and Clayface, it's soup it goes it gets super dark super fast this yeah. story does mm-hmm. uh, so of course a lot of Batman's villains are a lot of them are all bark. And no bite whenever it comes to stuff like this. This kind of intimidation Mm -hmm. towards Batman. And of course, Batman calls the bluff, sends them to Arkham, and then that's that. Yeah, Clayface here, he is ready to take himself out. Or at least it looks like it.
0: Yeah, so before we get into that, because it is a really cool moment, I do want to talk about, there was a good conversation here. A moral conversation here between Clayface and Batman. Yes. So, Clayface, because Batman's like, why'd you do it? Uh, because what he did was he killed a producer and he framed another actor. So the producer, if I'm not if I remember correctly, was the one that sold the theater. He owned the theater and he yes. sold it. Yes. And he works alongside this actor, and this actor, you get the hint that he is a rapist or at least a sexual like deviant. Like towards he, other he
1: he's a womanizer, and from yeah. what Clayface says, he doesn't treat women the yeah best
0: and it's somebody he knew apparently yeah so so clayface and granted i've been in this situation too so i kind of related to freaking clayface here i was like you know what yeah those people can go to hell and die i don't care about those kind of people yeah and so he tells batman he was like these are two bad men why why does it matter i took out two bad men why is it it's you know i did your job for you
1: and that's what he says he says why do you
0: get to yeah. play you know the justice or yeah. or what does he say he says we both we we both play roles is basically what he says and he does the typical thing that a lot of people have the idea he was like he was uh you wear a mask he was like unless batman isn't the mask and your main identity is the mask yeah like everybody always goes to that which i think is really cool and uh yeah he was just basically saying he's like why do you get to do yeah why, like, do, why do you, get to, why do you get to
1: exact justice that's what yeah. he says and i don't yeah. So a- it it is a good point, you know, the, the, and I think it comes down to what Batman his number one rule even with the Justice mm-hmm. League is Gotham is mine. Yeah. And you know, of course he has Nightwing, he has Robin, he has Batgirl. They have connected with trust. They have there mm-hmm. is an overall line of trust that he knows how far each of his Bat family members will go.
0: Yeah. And if you cross that line, like Red Hood has, he will beat your. Red Hood
1: or Asriel.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like those two characters have kind Mm -hmm. of toted
1: that line before. Yeah. So, you know, that's why he doesn't trust those people. Now, Mm -hmm. in the main continuity, starting with Rebirth, Clayface was actually a good guy for a while. Mm -hmm. So, this really plays on that. And I really like that as well for people because yeah. like like i keep saying with these digital firsts it's something mm-hmm. that introduces readers to characters and this yeah, gives sure. a small sense of well clayface is definitely doing something wrong but he's doing it with somewhat right intentions
0: yeah he is he's that classic opinion and i think he says it here batman's it's batman's last line in this book if i'm not mistaken yeah he says um he was a. Uh, uh, who was it that said every villain is the hero of their own story? Yeah. And then and then he makes a little joke. He says, it's probably a villain. Yeah. Um, that said that. Which it's true, though. I think bad people that do bad things think they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And, you know, and it's a very, it's one and of those philosophical questions. And know? I
1: will say that kind of goes with the issue number three that we're also going to be talking yeah. about. Yeah, but here um, with Clayface, he like starts to blow up all the seats mm-hmm. and starts to basically make the theater cave in. And he's ready to take out yeah. Batman.
0: He's ready to take out himself. Yeah, and he sets it on fires. And this is an old theater. If you've never been to an old theater before and they're like restored, it's like all flammable shit. Yeah, it's like, all it's wood. curtains, all it's, yeah, wood. Wood seats are like you know fabric. Like yeah it'll go up fast
1: and because uh, it was going up so fast batman knew that he had to get out and he's like clayface i'm not gonna just gonna leave you here by yourself let's be Mm -hmm. smart about this let's leave and clayface was basically like no like what else is there to live for like you you know that you know i'm basically saying that there's nothing for me out there kind of yeah and the building collapsing actually pushed batman out of the theater Mm -hmm. and when the firemen came they you know cleared the fire and the outer shell of clayface actually like freaking heated up so so much that it like hardened hardened yeah and so you're like oh crap clayface is dead and then with a little bit more investigating it was actually literally just the top layer and Clayface yeah. was actually able to escape.
0: Yeah. He escapes through a hatch in the bottom. So that was really cool because it showed how smart the villain is. And I, I'm going to throw this out there because I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast. Clayface is one of my favorite Batman villains. Like, I'll pick him over some of the A-list uh, Batman villains. I've oh, yeah. always enjoyed him. I thought he was always a cool character. And I like that he can toe the line of being a good guy and a bad guy. Um, yeah. But the stories where he has been a bad guy, he's been pretty awesome because he can be anything. Like, yeah which is awesome. So I've really enjoyed that. Uh, the one thing uh, that was, like, really minimal here that I really enjoyed is Batman, and it just shows how great he is. He found out what area of the theater is the weakest on a reconnaissance before going into the building, meaning he actually looked around everywhere, and he was like, if I needed to get out of here for any reason, this is the wall I need to break through.
1: Which shows so that, that was Batman cool. is always prepared. See, yeah. perfect writing for new mm-hmm. readers, absolutely exactly. love it. Absolutely yeah, this, love it.
0: This book was great. Uh, I read it. We were we, we said we were going to cover it this week because we didn't think we were going to get stuff, and I didn't know that we were going to get these weekly. Like we're yeah. getting these really quick.
1: Yes the the digital. Well, the thing is, the digital firsts. These, like I said on last week's podcast, these are the Walmart books that were already yeah. coming out. So but how
0: far advanced are they though?
1: I don't know. I would have to personally ask somebody who was collecting them at the time. Mm-hmm. But these, this line of DC Digital Firsts, were showing up in comic shops. Yeah. So if anything, we can take a look at our local comic book shop to see. Hey, when yeah. was the last one that y'all got? Because I think there was the one of the last ones that I saw was mm-hmm. like a harley one or a aquaman one and okay. from what it looks like throughout the week it looks like aquaman comes out on fridays so okay. that could yeah, be one, one of the these last comes ones. out every
0: day right every day every monday yeah. tuesday wednesday thursday friday and saturday yeah so again guys these you can get seven wait so there's one every day right you said every day so except get, for sunday okay so for six dollars a week you can get six comic books which yep. is pretty awesome, and that's what I've so, been doing. I've been waiting until Saturday,
1: uh-huh. and the only reason why I didn't wait until Saturday for this week is because we decided to buy uh, this book that yeah. we're going to be talking about number three, but also the uh, the adventures continues book that yeah. we're going to be talking about tonight as well. For sure. But so usually, what I the... be- I just throw it into the cart and wait until yeah. the end of the
0: day, and boom, six. I think it came out to like six fifty nine or something like that. Yeah, see, that's that's a hell of a steal. That's less than a meal that's, at any fast food place. You're getting
1: six books
0: for the price of less than two. That is one and a half comics in yeah. the real world. Yeah. So these are great reads. I mean, they're awesome. So we're going to read this next one. Now, I may need a refresher on this. The reason why is because I've read this story already because I bought one of those books in the comic shop before. Okay. And this story was in it. Okay. So I've read this story. I know what it's about, but I don't know exactly everything. I know, if I remember correctly, Ivy is going after some big wigs because they're responsible for like destroying the rainforest.
1: Yes. 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 That's what I remember. But the really so. cool thing that I I just like this week with these comics is I have really been looking at kind of the technical stuff, uh, yeah. especially like I said for new readers. And mm-hmm. here, it says that it is in, what continent is this? Is this?
0: Uh, I think. Oh, it's like in the jungle. Uh, let's see, was it Brazil or something? Yeah, uh-huh. it's it's somewhere in South America. Yeah, Portuguese. The latest Brazil
1: stories. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So they're in Brazil. So mm-hmm. my immediate thought: Why is Batman going to Brazil? Yeah. When it has nothing to do with anything with Gotham, yeah, because that's the entire reason why Batman Incorporated is is here, mm-hmm. and there is a Batman Incorporated member in South America. His name is El Gacho.
0: The other one with the mustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the, the red yeah. bandana like, over his yeah. face. Yeah. He's his so name cheesy. is... his. Yeah. I I did
1: the research on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, before New 52 started, he mm-hmm. actually refused to be a part of Batman Incorporated. Yeah. But because the DC Universe basically gave a free reset to mm-hmm. Morrison, he made it to where El Gacha was actually a part of Batman Incorporated. So... Nice. In my mind, I'm like, okay, this isn't technically New 52 universe, whatever. But Mm -hmm. you can still implement that kind of stuff in here. So I'm like, okay, why isn't he a part of this? But Mm -hmm. they even state, okay, he thought at first, because it had to do with the possibility of eco-terrorism, it might have been Raz. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, that can tell me, you know, okay, that's the reason why. But at one point, Batman even says... The like the intensity of what is happening here, mm-hmm. it didn't even have to happen in Gotham for me to respond. Like yeah. That's how bad it is. And that's mm-hmm. why he wanted to help. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I really thought that was cool. And so when he was searching at this banquet party for this whole thing, he was looking for Roz. But instead saw somebody with red hair, like mm-hmm. his little camera or whatever, flashed. Uh, our, somebody with red hair and immediately yeah. saw
0: that it was poison ivy yeah i want to say those little cameras that he dropped out are already slightly better than the ones tinian talked about <laughs> uh just because these look like they can fit in his utility belt yeah it's they like can they, fold
1: it, out or whatever
0: yeah they feel like the size of uh what is that little gold thing in harry potter they seem uh, like the that golden big. snitch yeah yeah, they feel like those. And then they just fly around like little drones. So, like, that's kind of cool. So, that's how he's able to... Because they fly into this party. And, like, they can just fly around and yeah. bada-bing, bada-boom, you wouldn't even see them. And so, then with
1: internal dialogue, we get to hear who Pi- Poison Ivy is, what her mm-hmm. power set is, and how she uses those powers to fight Eco... You know, the yeah. uh, the people who'd like to destroy, you know, plant Earth or, uh, Planet Earth or whatever. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, You know, she kind of goes on this whole Mother Nature facade of, you know, I'm tired of these people trying to kill plants, trying to kill Earth. Like, I've had enough of this. Batman, you shouldn't even be here. It has nothing to do with you. And I will say Batman here had the Mm -hmm. most Batman 66 type (laughs) <laughs> type are you talking about the web- gas yeah the the, the <laughs> basically weed spray yeah is military
0: what- grade herbicide
1: yeah i immediately shit. thought of like freaking the weed commercials where you're like shooting the weeds on your sidewalk and they just like yeah. die i immediately yeah. thought of that
0: and- well batman in batman 66 does have female villain repellent is what <laughs> did you not know about that because no because he wouldn't hit a girl so he used female villain repellent and that's that's what that's how he they beat women back in the day (laughs) i was just like what a bottle of bo yeah it's just like oh man i'm down i'm down i'm down don't hurt me (laughs) you know that that that, that's so like demoralizing to women that they could beat by get beat by spray (laughs) Like you know what I mean? They can't even fight. They're like, yeah, you just get beat by spray. Like Jesus, if you ever just want to like spray them down wanted... with a water bottle. Yeah. It's like one thing I get it. They just don't. Yeah, exactly right. They they don't want to. Sh- I get like the intent. They're like, oh, we can't show a man beating a woman. That's so wrong. But at the same time, you just made women look so much weaker. Than anything. Man, like, in today's God.
1: in today's media, nah, nah. Yeah, you, destroyed. You, you get destroyed. punched by that woman, and that woman's going to mm-hmm. punch you back. Yep. Yeah. You That's hilarious.
0: Uh, but yeah, anyways, he uses this herbicide, because she starts making plants like come to life and stuff, so he uses that to destroy her. And then he chases her out of... Uh, they basically fight out into the woods, right? And he runs out into yeah, the woods.
1: The, the open field that was the woods or was the yeah. forest because it's all cut down and yeah. the one thing in the beginning of the story was it showed somebody from this tribe a very indigenous uh yeah. and you heard the narration from batman he was like okay he doesn't see me yet hopefully he stays away whatever mm-hmm. but the guy immediately sees batman and he runs away he runs yeah. away out of fear well you see this tribe and Like, you see this man and his family and the rest of this tribe because that's where the fight kind of goes. Yeah. And one of the children gets kind of in the way of the fight and Batman saves him. And then the tribe actually tries to help Batman in Mm -hmm. saying, like, oh, this person risked his life to save my son. I'm going to help him as much as I can. And... It was, like, I think frog poison or something, like toad poison, Mm -hmm. and Ivy was like, well, that would have worked on any regular human, but I'm kind of, and, like, she's, like, about to say immune, but it's apparently a different kind of strand of poison, so it's still making her woozy, and that gives Batman the opportunity to use a, like, basically electromagnetic pulse to, like, shut down her body. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird because he was like, Oh well, you know, she still has human parts so yeah. the this he calls won't...
0: it a prototype knockout pod. Yeah, it won't uh, it won't mess orc, with anything
1: yeah. plant life. Mm-hmm. But he says, uh, but anything human gets rebooted and I'm like, Oh yeah. god, Batman, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> uh
0: it hits the nerves it hits the nervous system like an electromagnetic pulse hits electronics. So, yeah. yeah, it's like an EMP for your body, Yeah, which is ouch. Um, so, yeah, so she gets destroyed, and we get a nice little shot of the tribe kind of giving him a, like, you know, salute, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, it ends with the, you know, the Batcave coming to come pick them up. Um, but, yeah, the, but the Yeah, but the thing, cool thing is, because mm-hmm. one thing that I absolutely love
1: about Batman and even Superman, because it's been happening in the Superman comics, too, yeah. uh, with these uh, weekly books, uh, is that Batman and Superman learn from the lesson that they've just had, what, whatever kind of fight that they were in, they learn yeah. from it. And so Batman even says here, he says, okay, I'm going to buy this property and I'm going to mm-hmm. put it, like, I'm going to put a reserve on it. And yeah. I'm going to, he says, uh, Bruce Wayne is going to acquire some land down here for mm-hmm. a, nat- a nature reserve or a yeah. nature preserve, which I thought was really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Batman has a very good track record of doing that kind of stuff. Now, again, the one thing I didn't notice about these digital first is you made a really good point. The the point of the Walmart books were to get new readers into comic books. Like a lot if if you're listening to this podcast and you don't read comic books, that's always been the goal is to get more people into comic books because it's not dying, but it's not as booming as they want it to be. Yes. And so you always want to get new readers. And, of course, that goes into price. I mean, I literally talked about how there are so many things people want to do in life, but they can't afford to do it. I think we could have so many more comic book readers if families could afford comic books. You know what I mean? For not sure. Not everybody can afford a $5 book or a $3 book every two weeks or something like that. Like, and a lot. some people might be like, really? But, no, that is, like, the livelihood, especially in today's times. everybody's so, just lost their jobs.
1: Small little tangent, do with mm-hmm. money, and we've had this conversation with other people, but we'll just yeah. say it here. You know, not going to name any names, but there was a streamer that recently said, if you don't have $5 to give me, then you shouldn't be watching me. And yeah. it was kind of ignorant to say, but it's, you know, something that people legitimately have to talk about, you know, yeah. when it comes to streaming services. Yeah, it may only be six ninety nine for Hulu or six mm-hmm. ninety nine for DC Un or yeah, DC Universe or freaking Hulu. Mm-hmm. But whenever it comes to those people who work nine to five and paycheck by paycheck, yeah. every dollar counts. For sure. And so it is important to look at your finances. I'm not telling you to buy these books to start reading comics. If you mm-hmm. can't afford 99 cents then you can't afford it and I wouldn't want you to buy these comics. Yeah. I want you to, you know, stick to your livelihood and, sure. you know, buy that, you know, those eggs that you need or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you do you. But with DC helping people out by lowering the prices for the digital books is yeah. awesome. Because yeah. because they do need to make a profit with their physical books which is why they make them 100 pages. They put this 17 to 22 page digital first type story in there, but they put reprints out and mm-hmm. they will fill that 100 page. So that way they can sell it for 399 499 Yeah. But putting it digital doesn't cost them anything. So they're uh-huh. saying, hey, we're going to lower the price to this. If you take it, you take it. And I think it's a smart de- I think it's a very smart thing for them to be doing.
0: Yeah, it's really good. And like I said, it, it makes a lot of sense now that you put it in the in that idea that they're writing stories to give everybody a taste of, like, this is what you should expect from Batman in these 99-cent books. And I didn't really think about it that way because I was, you know, in some of these things, I was like, I don't know if Batman would say that or whatever, but I'm like, you know what? it This is actually showing a lot of Batman's side. Like, these are actually really good books to really learn about Batman and see his consciousness and how he thinks and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, these have been really good. And at the same time, again, and, and I don't think – I forgot what happened in the first one. Well, oh, the first one was when he was with the Medal of Honor. The, the Medal
1: of Honor. And that was yeah. something that I was going to bring up. If you notice, issues one, two, and three have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Nothing to yeah. do with each other. That is also good. And the reason mm-hmm. being, as, you know, for me, when I jumped into Batman, when Tom King was re- was writing it – Yeah. I knew that there was a huge story going on, so I needed to catch Mm -hmm. up. I needed to buy issue 1 through 49 because I had already read 50. Yeah. Now, with these, I don't need to read issues 1 and 2 to read the Poison Ivy story. Yeah, you don't. I don't need to read 1 and 3 for the Playface story, and I don't need to read 2 and 3 for the first one. Yeah. So, if a new reader looks at these books and says, I want to read a Batman book... They look at the DC digital first, they look at Batman and they're like, okay, so which one do I read? If they can literally just tell, Oh, because maybe they're fans of the Batman animated series. Oh, I really like poison Ivy. Boom. Poison Ivy's on the cover. Nine, nine cents. There you go. Read your story. Mm -hmm. And if you're motivated to buy more after that, that is kind of the point is like, okay, this is kind of getting you in, and you get to learn about your favorite characters. You get to learn about Batman. And will eventually, hopefully, to both yeah. DC and some of us readers, is to jump on to the main continuity stuff. But yeah. you do not have to. That's the best part.
0: Yeah, for sure. Again, uh, it's very interesting, these back-to-back issues. Is Poison Ivy is another one of those characters that I think a lot of people could be like, you know what? I kind of see her point. Um, Granted, Batman. the biggest thing about a lot of the characters that Batman faces is they cross the line. The line that he knows that cannot be crossed. Because he always thinks there's other ways to get things done. You don't need to go to an extreme of killing somebody to make your point heard. With Poison Ivy, I'm on board with her saying that these big companies have to pay. Like This thing was cutting down the rainforest, which is the biggest part of how we survive in this world... Because it accounts for like half or like one third of the world's oxygen or whatever. And the president down in Brazil right now is cutting down the rainforest that has these indigenous people in it, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, And um, so like you can see where poison ivies come from. She's like, you know what? I got these powers. Nobody wants to protect the earth. I'm going to fucking go do it. And, you know, these big businesses, I'm going to show these big businesses that they can't just cut down trees. And I'm kind of on board with that because I am somebody that hates the idea of all this plastic waste that's in the world. So I try to do my part. It seems overwhelming. And I'm like just trying to recycle or trying to do whatever. And then just seeing how bad it is in other countries, I'm just like, well, fuck. Like, how are these guys (laughs) not paying for something? Like, what's the deal? Like, this is killing our planet. And so I I can definitely agree with Poison Ivy. I don't agree with killing. But, you know, her extremes to try to bring these companies to justice in some way. I could see that. So it's very interesting to see these comic books of like, yeah, you have Batman being the hero, but at the same time, those villains are interesting because they're fighting for something that I yeah. think a lot of normal people would fight for. For sure. So, um, so yeah, that was pretty interesting. So we're going to go on to the other digital book we have. We have a bunch of digital ones this week. This one was interesting and cool. And I think we can finally confirm that Jason Todd is in the animated series. Yes. Yes, yes, that is one big thing. But I will say so, of course,
1: Jason Todd, this is his intro to the animated series. So it's hard to find his voice in this yeah. story. But the new appearance of the animated mm-hmm. series as well would be Deathstroke. Yeah. He, he was also a voice that I like, because, of course, whenever I say voice of the character, there is definitely a way these characters talk in every other piece of continuity that there is out there for that character. That is a voice. But specifically for this, I know these voices literally because of the show. So whenever it comes to new characters, I'm like, uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to be reading this. Yeah, You know? Mm -hmm. So when we saw the appearance of Deathstroke, I was like, whoa, that, of course you see it in the title page, uh, mentors Mm -hmm. part one, but Actually seeing how they were going to draw him, how they were going to depict him, it was very interesting. And I am very interested to see how it will go. And I'm very surprised that somebody is already on the, you know, tail of Jason Todd already.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. One, I love that these animated series give us an intro page. That is pretty cool cause because that's it's what always very, happened in the in show. In the show, yeah. Yeah, so that was really cool. So, yeah. So, what we see is we see uh, – we start off with the Jason Todd character, which they haven't said this is Jason Todd, but we're 100 – I would pay. Uh, I would place a bet on this that it's with Jason Todd because he also makes a hint at being a Robin yes. later on. Um. So, this was the book that Clay got confused with because it starts off with Batman, Batgirl, and uh, Tim Drake Robin – fighting Clayface. Yes. And he wants to destroy a theater because they're showing a remake of one of the movies he was in. So, uh, they end up... Clayface actually ends up splitting in two, so Batman fights one, Batgirl and Tim Drake fight one, and uh, they freeze him, um, which, if I'm not mistaken, he transformed into a girl that happened to be in an animated series movie or episode? It was an episode,
1: yes. Right? Uh, Annie. Was yeah, her name.
0: and yeah. she was a big part of Tim Drake's life. Like, she was a clay person, right? Uh... Like, something happened to her, and he was, like, really infatuated with her or wanted to save her life yeah. or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. So when I saw her, I was like, I've seen this girl before. So I know she has some significance, and that's why he's like, oh, you know, like, help me, uh, but I don't know if he knows that's her. Oh, he says Annie, yeah, so he knows who it is. He knows who um, it is,
1: but he immediately was like, oh, wait, I know what happened to her. So I know this isn't her. And that's why he's able
0: to freeze Clayface
1: like so fast.
0: And Clayface is still able to fight back, but that's when hero freaking Deathstroke comes out of nowhere and cuts him in half. And he says he uses like putty putty or glue on him or something like that, that he'll be back. Yeah. Um, Which I don't really see that happen. I just see him cutting him in half. Um, But he talks to him. He's like, yeah, you'll be fine. Now the cool thing is Batman comes all badass with another frozen Clayface over his shoulder And he's all like, Deathstroke. I was like, I've heard a lot about you, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're a mercenary. All this, like, you're a mercenary that matches the description of uh, somebody that's been around. And, um, you know, he talks about, he's like, well, you know something about, uh, you know, fear-inducing names. And then he kind of just dips out of there. All badass, too, just, like, flipping out of there. Like, I'm gone. And Tim Drake's like, awesome. And then (laughs) Batman's like, really? And he's like, well, it was. And uh, so I think that was some cool little banter. Of course, Batman, when somebody new comes into his town, he wants to know everything about him. So he goes and talks to freaking Gordon. Gordon's like, there's not much on this guy, and anything that they do have on him is pretty impressive. So just kind of showing you that Deathstroke is a badass, so you should watch out for him. Uh, Then we get a scene of Batgirl fighting freaking, what is her name? Roxy Um,
1: Rocket. Now, I was very happy about this because Mm -hmm. just today – for breakfast, mm-hmm. I watched the episode of Superman, the animated series, where yeah. Batman goes missing mm-hmm. and Superman has to go in and he pretends to be Batman. Nice. And he works with Robin. He works with Tim Drake. Now, the really cool thing is guess who tells him who guess who tells him that Batman is missing? Roxy Rocket. She is in nice. Metropolis. And she's Uh like causing mayhem and Superman stops her and she's like, well, you know, I was going to go to Gotham, but it's already Mm -hmm. being rampaged by every other villain in there because the big bad is missing. And he's like, wait, what? And he it's really cool because apparently Superman has like this ability for like exact muscle memory and he's Mm -hmm. able to mess with his his vocal cords to sound exactly like bruce so even though tim daly uh does the voice of superman that actually they actually brought in uh kevin conroy to play like superman in certain points because he's able to mess with his voice so it was really really cool so seeing roxy rocket here i was like oh dude i just saw her today that's so cool nice
0: yeah that's pretty awesome so batgirl beats her uh deathstroke shows up and he's trying to like it seems like he's trying to recruit batgirl i mean he actually is trying to recruit Batgirl for his team, and she's not really having it. She's like, I don't care. I don't know you. Like, It doesn't matter. Um, he's like, you know, you can make a lot of money doing what we do, and she's like, I'm not in it for that, or whatever. And, which I uh, will
1: it's- say it's very interesting that he's going to Batgirl first because Deathstroke has a history with seducing younger women, yeah. which I've, I immediately thought of, of course, Terra from the Judas yeah. Contract, that old story. Uh, I immediately thought of that when he confronted Batgirl first. I was like, oh, you're such a creep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is... Uh, is she a teenager?
1: Uh, who? Tara? Or, Tara. Yeah. Uh, she was like, I think, maybe... A, like They hinted at it almost being like pedophiliac type stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. she
0: seems really young in that series. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, because she's like, let's be together. And they have that one scene where she's like in a nighty, And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, this is weird. This is weird. Um, uh, So, yeah, yeah. Deathstroke kind of, uh, he might be a badass, but even badasses can be sick people. Uh, so, yeah, so that's very interesting. And then he's the one that confirms. He's like, do you know you're being watched? And that's when Tim Drake's like, I mean, Tim, Jason Todd's like, fuck. He's like they know I'm here.
1: Yeah, I'm so, out. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so he's like I gotta lay low. So we might not see him uh, for an issue or two. Uh, so he's dipping out because he doesn't want Batman. He's he says that he's worked too hard for this to fail now, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, we go to uh, breakfast, which I think is really cool, of uh, Alfred, Batgirl, uh, you know, Robin, and Batman all sitting at the table, all kind of talking about Deathstroke, and um, you know she says that. Uh, Destro complimented her saying that, you know, Batman must have trained his people really well. And, uh, Batman's all like, don't take it as a compliment. And, uh, (laughs) you know, Robin's like, "Ouch, cold. And he's like, you know, he basically tells him, he's like, look, he's, this is what he does. He tries to get people on his side to get what he wants. Like, you don't need to, you know, pay attention to him. And, uh, Alfred had a little comment in there too. Uh, you know, kind of backing up Bruce, which I really liked. And uh, and then, of course, uh, she uh, mentions the ghost that's following them, too. And then he was like, well, let's just keep an eye on it. And uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. There's like a badass, like, him walking away moment where his eyes are all scowly, where he's trying yeah. to find out what Deathstroke's doing. And then we find out Deathstroke, uh, you know, he's training with some chick. I don't know who this chick is. Is that supposed to be his daughter? I don't know who that is.
1: Yeah, it might uh, it might be Rose, but, yeah. I mean, he doesn't say
0: yeah it doesn't look like Well, no no either, he says
1: uh, he calls her Sunny
0: Sunny okay so yeah this might be a new character that's just part of an assassin thing yeah I don't know so I don't know who this is but we find out at the end of the issue that his main target because you know he is a mercenary is Batman so we'll see if he's there on his own accord usually Deathstroke is paid to do this stuff and it doesn't look like Jason Todd's paying him so I'm going to be very curious to see who is and um I'm wondering if the animated series will touch on the him being part of the League of Assassins and Batman basically being the reason he doesn't become the new guy? Yeah. Um you know that'd be really interesting. And one else one thing we should point out in the animated series they used the old school Deathstroke Deathstroke suit. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. The very um, old that. classic blue and yellow Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that is the outfit he uses the, I don't know if it's his first appearance, but I think it is his first appearance when he kicks Batman's ass, right? Yeah. Like, it's like he beats his ass on a building or something like that. So, it's uh, pretty crazy. But, with that, uh, those are all the new books that we read. So, we've gotten you a jam-packed freaking show here of comics, and we're not done because we have this one story that I was very surprised by. So, I do want to point out that the artist of this book is not very well liked anymore, depending on who you talk to mm-hmm. um but I will say I really enjoyed the art in this book, so i don't know it how was you
1: su- about it. it was surprisingly good uh yeah. not in the sense of uh it was it was just when i when I opened the book, the very first panels did not look great, yeah. But as the story went on, I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed the art. It actually fit very well for the story. Uh, And you said it was two issues. I looked at that second issue. It was just the story all over again.
0: Yeah, I don't know why it's listed like that. So Um, I think there's
1: literally only one story, and it's just this 100-page giant. Yeah,
0: so I don't... But in on DC Universe it has it listed as two, but it's but in the middle of that story though, it does say end of book one or something like that. And so I don't oh, know what so
1: happened m- there. Maybe it was the, two issues. Yeah, and then, then they it. combined it. They, maybe. Yeah,
0: I don't know. So either way, yeah. So this thing is definitely um, you know, it's it's okay. We didn't even announce it. It's called Batman and Catwoman Trail of the Gun and the artist is ethan van skyver yeah that's how you Schyver? say skyver skyver um so he was a big guy and then you might have known him for some other crazy stuff that has happened in the world yeah so um yeah i don't know uh, not a fan of him but i am also somebody that'll admit when something looks good it looks good um so anyways uh this book was very interesting so i'm going to talk about the premise of the book and then we'll kind of just talk about what we like yeah um the premise of this book is Catwoman is caught up in, at the start of this book, she's, there is this amazing double page spread of her surrounded by bodies and it looked insane. It's terrifying. was like, terrifying. holy crap. Yeah. So she's just surrounded by all of these bodies. And I was like, whoa, what happened here? And she kind of goes back to her house because she doesn't know what happened. She's just like, oh, whoa, whoa what happened here? And she goes back home and she sees a news broadcast and it's saying that she is wanted for like mass murder, Um, which is crazy. And the reason why is there is a new gun on the market that has heat seeking bullets, which sounds so terrifying that I've never heard that in a comic book before. Heat seeking bullets. I've heard about heat seeking rockets and I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. But heat-seeking bullets in a freaking machine gun that never misses? Like, that is terrifying. Um, and so the crazy thing about this is this book, honestly, I felt like would have been written in the 80s or 90s because mm-hmm. of how political it was. You know? Because, like, if you read, like, uh, what's-his-face, Frank Miller's stuff, his, his is very political, yeah. like, books. And this one... Like, it, it felt like it could have been written in that time, or it could have felt like it was written yesterday, because it deals with shootings. And if you're from America, I mean, you probably hear this all over the world, but if you're from America, you know there's a huge mass shooting problem in America. Yes. There's always gun control problems, there's always crazy stuff, and of course, you have and people on the left was, and right. I was going to say, with yeah. that
1: comes the debate on guns. And the very beginning of this book has a televised debate over guns. Mm-hmm. And when you said this, because you started reading this book mm-hmm. way before I did, uh, yeah. you said that th- there's a part in here that you're going to feel like you could turn on the TV today and it would be the exact same conversation. Yeah. This is the stuff that almost word for word is said during those moments of a mass shooting.
0: Yeah. It, it- is literally... They, they took the person from, like, a CNN and threw his dialogue in here for the left, and they went to Fox News and got the Fox News person and put their words in here for the right. Yeah. Like that's exactly what they did here. And this is – I don't care what side you're on. That's just the truth. And, it, it really um, is. And, like, it it was insane because I was reading this, and I was like, hold on. When was this written? And, yeah, it was written in, like, 2008, 2007, something like that. And I'm like, holy crap, because, I mean – It feels – which is very crazy in this current pandemic. We haven't had a crazy mass shooting, which is nuts. Um, But it's probably because people aren't in a lot of mass places right now. Yeah. Um, But one did recently happen in Canada. Granted, that happened, and they banned assault rifles. So that was nuts. So you're probably not going to see this debate in Canada. Uh, But anyways – uh, what's crazy is this mass shooting happens and they're talking about this magical gun or whatever that is they say Catwoman has it is what the news is saying because they said it was she was seen and she's being searched so what Catwoman does is she goes and she finds a reporter to try to clear her name and that's basically what the story is she's telling her story of what happened yeah and um, so we go and find out basically from beginning to end What this was and apparently she was being paid two million dollars to find this magical heat seeking gun. And um, a majority of the story is actually her putting like her team together. Which I really enjoyed this because it showed Selena being a badass and how creative she is at stealing. Like how she goes to each pawn shop to be like hey I heard you got some better stuff. Or she goes to like other fences and she just tries to get information. But I think the one thing I liked about this a lot, too, was apparently the price tag for this gun or everybody wanted this gun so much that a lot of people were coming out of the woodwork. And there was this one master thief, the king of thieves, that was in this book called Pike Peavy. Is that how you say it? Peavy? Oh, That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. Peavy? Something like that. He is apparently the master thief. Like, he could steal anything. And she references, like, other stuff because the reporter's like, who? And she's like, oh, my God, you guys don't know who this is. And she lists, like, some of the stuff he's done. Like, he's freaking robbed, like, the best places in London or or the best places in freaking America or whatever. Like, this, he's just a master thief. Um, but apparently he's been in retirement. And so she goes to this bar trying to figure out. But she's heard he's coming out of retirement to find this gun. Or Actually, at this point in the story, she doesn't know what they're trying to find. Yeah. So they think it's, like, diamonds or, like, the queen's diamonds or some shit. And uh, so she's trying to put a team together, or she's just trying to get information. Uh, I like that there was some really interesting characters in this villain bar when they when she was trying to get information. Like, there was a, the guy called Zipperhead. Yeah. Where his head was literally, like, zipped up and stuff, which is crazy. Uh, and then there was, like, a blockhead dude. Um i forgot what his name was but she was uh apparently he was like really dumb and she was able to be like oh what's up big boy and all that kind of stuff using her you know which he shows up later yes he does uh which because yeah there's something crazy that happens with this whole story so she's trying to get information from this guy and she does because it's catwoman she gets what she wants and um then somebody steals somebody is stupid enough to steal catwoman's whip and she's like, bitch. And she chases this guy down, uh, <laughs> knocks him the fuck out. He pulls out a gun. She slaps the gun out of the way. And she's all like, basically, she's like, you're a bitch for using a gun. Is yeah, they, they have him.
1: this elaborate conversation about how, like, like, she would never use a gun for certain reasons. And yeah. he comes up with the argument. He's like, well, guns give you power. Like, yeah. guns were made for this reason and this reason only, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Which, a little bit of spoiler, um, at the very end, she pulls a gun on mm-hmm. Batman. Batman shows up in the comic several times, but at the very yeah. end, she pulls the gun out and uses the exact same speech on Batman. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Just because it yeah. kind of shows. Like it's not necessarily growth because she does pull a gun on Batman, but mm-hmm. at the same time, she learns something, how, how other people felt people who, she, who sees, did, perspective. Yeah, she, she sees perspective. Yeah. She sees perspective. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah.
0: And yeah. And I think it's something again with this book, it's very a political book and I love stories like this. I know a lot
1: of people are like, Oh, I read comics cause I get away from the real world.
0: Uh, but I enjoy when the real world gets into comic books because it makes me relate to the characters more. Yeah, um, that's how I personally see it, and I love that you know Catwoman is a person of perspective, and she is somebody that's always helped out the lower class opposed to Batman, who tries to help everybody. She's just likes to focus more on the lower class for sure. And so uh, we get at some point when she beats up this guy and they have that conversation. She relates to him by knowing about like losing not losing something but not um not really having power and it shows like this kind of heartbreaking thing of where she's moving from like foster home to foster home and she's in a little catwoman suit yeah like i was just like dude and they're like i'm sorry selena but this family just didn't like you and so they're like hopefully the next one will be better and so like that's like super heartbreaking um so uh sidebar I'm currently, like, in a Catwoman binge right now. I'm reading Ed Brubaker's Catwoman run, which is fantastic for anybody that has DC Universe or just wants to pick up a good Catwoman series. Ed Brubaker's series is phenomenal. And uh, he's been dealing a lot with her history, too, which I was always kind of like, I didn't know where her history went. But, like, if you read that thing, you'll find out why her sister's paralyzed. Do you know? I mean, like, do you know why her sister's in that state? No, I've never read that story. You mind telling me? You don't care if I have to spoil yeah, it for go, you? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, her sister. So in this story, this is a long story over like thirteen, fourteen issues too. Um, is actually Black Mask wanted to get revenge on Selina, so he found her sister. He used one of her childhood friends to find out who Catwoman was because apparently his childhood friend was the only person that knew Selina was Catwoman. He got a hold of this this chick who was in prison went after Selena's closest, like, people to her, found her sister, made her sister's husband, who was, like, a rich businessman, come work in Gotham. They kidnap her husband, kidnap her sister, and Black Mask tortures the husband in front of Selena's sister and rips out his eye and feeds it to her. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this is why people that have listened to this podcast and I have said... That black mask is brutal, and he needed to be a lot more brutal in Birds of Prey. It's because of shit like that. He literally traumatized. So the husband died, and she's, she's been through trauma. She just can't talk. She's just like a blank slate. And so she ate her husband's eye. He was like, oh, you need to eat this. And he, like, shoved it down her throat. Like, it was insane, dude. Oh, my God. And so, like after that, like, Selena goes down, like, this crazy path, um, and, like, so does her other friend Holly, and it's just a really good character development story, because, like, she was working with this detective, and then, like, started, like, uh, hooking up with him, but just, she was just using him to kind of get away from the pain, and she wasn't talking to everybody else, and then Batman shows up, and she's about to start, like, stealing again, and he's like, this isn't you, and, like, they kind of, like, talk it out, and it's such a good character development for Catwoman, so if anybody wants to read a good Catwoman series, I'm on issue, like, 18 or 19 right now such ed brubaker such a good you make
1: a good point because in that story you're saying how batman kind of is always there to tell catwoman hey this isn't you you need to slow your roll blah blah blah. he does the exact same thing here yeah he says hey i understand that this you know heist that you're planning has to do with this like heat seeking gun yeah i want to show you something and she's Mm -hmm. she's like no, I'm not having this. You're not going to teach me a lesson. I am making my 2 million and I'm leaving. You can't prove to me. Otherwise he's like, just, just humor me, follow me. And they take down a gun, uh, an illegal drug, uh, illegal gun, uh, vehicle that is transferring Mm -hmm. uh, these guns. And she even makes the comment. Oh, we do not have to say a word to each other. We are in sync we just take mm-hmm. down this truck and Batman pulls out this crate of yeah. all these guns he throws it on the ground the crate just gets destroyed because of the you know the force of it and he's taking out all these guns and he's naming every single gun yeah and he's like how many of these guns are going to go to a family that you know there's a child and yeah. the child's going to get shot or their parents are going to be shot dead. Like, because he, of course, is that kid yeah. that is, you know, trying... The The worst thing that I've ever heard a villain say to Batman is that he's just a kid trying to stop two bullets. And I'm just like, fuck. Yeah, but that's fucked up. It is. But yeah. that's the truth. And mm-hmm. so even Batman goes to these people that were involved in the televised... You know, shooting, because that was the big thing is that the news actually got footage of this gun, and yeah. they were all kids that got shot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so Batman goes to one of the family members. She tells this story about how, if it wasn't for a gun in the house, they probably all would have been dead because of the psycho, deadbeat dad.
0: Yeah, so that's a good argument for people that are on the right that are like, this is why you need guns.
1: But then immediately after, he goes to the little kid who, Mm -hmm. like, the older brother was the one who got shot. Yeah. And the little brother talks about how this story came around where the older brother found a gun and accidentally shot their little sister and killed her.
0: Yeah. So, again, there's
1: another argument
0: yeah for the opposite of that yeah yeah and that's the, that's the good thing about the story is it tells both sides like mm-hmm. good good and bad on both sides so again it doesn't really get anywhere because you're gonna pick your side i i'd rather have a gun because of this or no i'd rather not have a gun because i don't want my kid to randomly find it
1: which um in the end and i hate for you know people to play politics or whatever mm-hmm. but dc in the sense of publishing this book was like Okay, if we if you make this story, you have to go for both sides so we can get both sides of the sale.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it was I mean, it's the thing is it's a well taught thing. Now, the thing is, if I'm not mistaken, uh let's see, uh get the guns. So the woman that did talk about how a gun saved her life and her family, she does talk about how she wants Batman to get the guns off the street. Yeah. Um, and but she did also throw her gun in a trash and a kid found it. Yep. so that was that that was immediately after
1: he like walked away from like that family to like move the investigation because she even said oh yeah i was done with that gun i threw it in the trash no that Mm -hmm. doesn't need to be in my house and then while she's saying that you see the little boy like pick up the trash you know can and then see it so
0: yeah so uh so that was actually that's the end of book one and then book two starts off with Selina uh, like filing her nails or whatever, and Batman talking to that kid. And the crazy thing is, is the kid is on the rooftop, and he's all like, "You ain't real." He's like, "You're just a myth. You ain't no real person." And Batman's like, "Since I'm not real, you can talk to me." And yeah, uh, yeah. he's like, "All right." <laughs> and like he tells this story of this kid that they they're playing hide and seek, and the, Clay just said all this, but they find the gun, and he, the kid's like, the little boy is like, "Don't play with that gun. Don't play with that gun." He's like, "Look, I took the clip out." As a lot of uneducated gun owners don't realize is when you put a clip in a gun, it puts one in the chamber. And so that's how a lot of people die. They're like, there's no clip in it. There's no clip in it. How's it going to do it? And then they pull the trigger and there's one in the chamber and that's how people die. Um, and that's how this little girl dies. And so the crazy thing is, is like she, he's, talking to, you know, he's talking to Batman and this kid is just all like, uh, oh, you want to see? I got a gun too when Batman leaves. Like, Batman leaves. He's like, you want to see my gun? He's like, see, I knew you weren't real. And this little kid, who's probably less than 10 years old, is packing a fucking, like, Beretta. And I'm just like, holy crap. Yeah,
1: like, if if that... And I know it's bad, but if Batman actually would have stayed instead of just, like, getting the information that
0: he needed, he yeah. would have seen that gun. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um... See, and then he says this too he was like the little boy says he's like that new gun the one that got my brother TV calls it a smart gun why the? Why do they call it that killed my brother that weren't too smart like you know kids just see things in absolutes like, yeah. like that's not smart like you know it's just it's very interesting and um, you know it's he says he has a gun so nobody can mess with him and like it's that's how a lot of these people feel that's how a lot of people feel in certain parts of the world yeah so it's very interesting we find out more about, uh, you know, Catwoman still talking to the reporter in this, and then we start figuring out a lot about uh, they're going for this heist. Catwoman has a team because what happens is a person that wants to pay her like two million dollars is a gun owner because he wants this gun so he can make money. Like yeah. that is his end game. He is like, and basically... you fi- and you
1: find out that his
0: dad owned this company. For deer,
1: for for hunting, for hunting, hunting rifles, and that his father got mad at them going for more than just hunting rifles, like yeah, they started making assault rifles, yeah, moving towards bigger guns and all of that.
0: Yeah, and so he he started doing it for profit, and what happens is there's like this little fight between all of them because the guy has like a gun maker that works for him who's just like a big brute who is the stereotypical gun lover yeah he loves guns think about he just bane stuff.
1: if he loved guns yeah he's so that huge is... and i think he might also be russian yeah i don't know i don't know i think that
0: would be i think he this,
1: but... i think he like
0: had a uh an accent i i'm mm. pretty sure he might have just been, like, Southern or something, though. Oh, okay, Like, okay. I don't know if he... Because he has, like... He has a very stereotypical, like, uh, American shirt, I think. It's like, come and take my guns from my, do- my dead my Cold dead buddy, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So there's, like, this whole fight or whatever. And uh, it's, like, really interesting. And they're like, look, we, we got to pull this job off. I don't need stupid people. But the guy's like, look, I'm paying you $2 million. He's going with you. Because she doesn't want this guy on her team. And then we get this interesting thing where Batman goes to the King of Thieves, which is that peak Pike. Piper guy. Yeah, Pike. Yeah, yeah, that Pike dude. And uh, the interesting thing here is he's like, look, man, I'm too old for this. And um, But the crazy thing was he's like, you want, you, ch- you want to check out one of my prized possessions? It's this old like cigar cutter that is a guillotine. He's like, I got this from Wayne Manor. Yeah. And I was like... Does he know that he's Bruce Wayne? That's what I was thinking. So with this yeah. small
1: thing, he like I feel like that was his, like, hey, you better back off. Yeah. Or I'm going to tell the world who you are.
0: Yeah. And then he says, stay home tonight, Pike. I'll be watching. So, yeah, that was a pretty ballsy-ass play. And I yeah. was like, bro. Because if he stole something from Wayne Manor, that means he's a really good thief. So that was interesting. Uh, Then we find out that there's crews that are trying to break in to get this gun. So there's like this futuristic kind of crew that has all this crazy tech. There's Catwoman's crew and then there's Pike's crew. And Pike's crew comes off as like the dumb ones, which I thought was really interesting. But he's actually like the mastermind. So they break into this department store that is, which kind of just blows my mind, but doesn't also surprise me in America. That they're in a mall that has a gun store, which I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, I could be wrong, but I don't think I've ever seen a mall with a gun store in it. But anyways, they break in. do you see the duck pond? Yeah. The, uh, freaking, that was interesting. Uh, so they break into this. Uh, or it's like supposed to be a toy store, but it's literally got guns in it. So I don't. It it throws me off that it's a toy store. <laughs> it's the weirdest ass toy store ever. Um, Well, the big
1: thing was in the beginning of the book,
0: they advertised it for kids. That's true. Yeah, that was true. Yeah, with the craziest advertisement, like, tired of your parents beating you up? Get a gun to protect yourself. Yeah. And I was just like, holy crap. (laughs) But at the same time, wouldn't surprise me to see that on TV. So, uh, yeah, that was nuts. But, anyways, so what happens is all these crews end up meeting at the same time. And they're like, oh, shit. And Catwoman's like, yo, chill. And then everybody starts blasting each other. So, like, Catwoman's like, I'm out of here. And she's with her, uh, you know, she's with that guy that wanted to join her crew. And they cause a distraction. And they're trying to get a gun. But it turns out that the, like, the hillbilly redneck dude that's all in love with guns tries to kill... The, uh, the guy that was working with Selena, he's just his like name this, uh,
1: David or Dave or someone? something
0: like that. Yeah. Um, he tries to take a shot at him and well, he's all like, yo, get out of the way. And so Selena saves him. She takes out the big dude. Chase. That's his name. Chase. Chase. Yeah. So, uh, she saves his life and it shows Pike getting the gun, but he's getting it. He already knew where it was at. So she comes to the realization that they planned everything because she sees Chase working with Pike. So she gets betrayed by this guy that was supposed to be on her side. And through, during the whole time, she had suspicions of him. She was like, I don't know how I feel about this guy, blah, blah, But anyways, so she gets double-crossed, and this guy, the, the gun lover, steals the gun from Pike, and he wants to try it out. And what he does is he shoots it, because remember this is a heat seeking gun in this comic book. Selena's like no, she dodges it to save everybody's lives, but the bullets start flying everywhere they're, and start killing of course everybody. Heat, they're
1: they're seeking heat and so they start fucking just killing everyone.
0: Yeah. It and the panels are crazy. Like it's just these bullets flying around the the cuz the the gun lover is a really big dude and he falls on top of Selena. So basically covering him, these bullets are flying towards the pipe
1: crew. He gets hit by three bullets.
0: Yeah. And that's what makes him fall down. Yeah. And the other crew runs away. They actually live because I think light bulbs or something explode, causing them all to go into the sky. No, no. So
1: so it explains later on that Uh the flaw in the system for the bullets is that they're going to go towards the things that are... Of course, generating more heat, that being the light fixtures. So, once one light bulb goes off, all the bullets kind of just start going towards the lights until, of course, all the lights are broken. And what's the biggest source of heat? Well, the biggest, fattest guy in there, which is on top of Selena.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, some people could make uh, an interesting conversation like, oh, they should have totally just kept killing Selena. Because what happens is the bullets go; they riddle him. Like he just gets destroyed. Berated. He looks like yeah, it's he looks like Swiss cheese. Cheese. Um, and Selena was under him, so they don't pierce through him. They just like rest in his body. So, um, so she doesn't get hit, but her suit is all torn and stuff. And if That's you look, she, if,
1: if you look at his shirt, the
0: only words that aren't destroyed on his shirt: "Cold, yes. dead fingers." Yeah so he's like super dead selena leaves and that's like she comes to the realization of her just remembering that traumatic moment and we cut to the reporter guy so um the reporter dude is the one that kind of announces everything uh selena we find out that selena actually confirms that that dude was working with pike because he made a bet so like the cool thing i thought this was pretty cool Thieves were can actually bet on themselves to see if they were gonna make like pull off heists in yeah. Gotham. Which I thought was kind of cool. She bet her she bet money on herself. So she goes and she collects all the money because she's the one that got the gun. Um. So I thought that was kind of cool And she finds out that that dude was working uh for Pike and it turns out that that's his father. So we find out that that kid was working with his dad because he wants to he wants to be the next like that's his apprentice basically yeah so. She's like, take me to your dad or whatever. And Pike's dying. Uh, he got shot, right? Yeah. Um, I think so. I think he got shot. He's dying. And he says he'll clear Selena's name and that she can actually take the crown of being the greatest thief. And she kind of has this revelation of, like, is this, how, is this what I want? Like, do I just want to steal a bunch of stuff and then die in a chair when I get old? Like, she has this realization kind of thinking, like, is there more to life, you know, than just stealing? Like, what am I going to do? I can be the greatest thief of all time, but I'll just die still. You yeah. Know? Like, it was very interesting. We turn. It turns out that we find the crazy twist of the story is the dad, who is a gun activist. He is somebody that wants guns off the streets. Turns out he's the one that made the gun and planted it, and he wanted something like this to happen so he could use it against like basically the right. Yeah, and is this is saying.
1: of course the father of the guy who hired Selena. Yeah. Yeah, so and, not not Pike himself but the father of that guy who hired Selena.
0: Yeah. And we we find out the past on why they're like why father and son hate each other so much and apparently the son had some resentment towards his father because he said like you'll never like hurt me or something, right dad? And they're playing on the swing. The one thing that the dad couldn't control is mother nature. The swing breaks, the kid falls, and he breaks his arms and legs. I think. Yeah. His, um, like and,
1: basically his almost entire body.
0: Yeah, and so the kid resents his dad since then, and like they just have a terrible relationship from there. And um, so we find out like so they're the the guy was about to kill his father, but then they kind of talk it out, and then Selena just leaves them to have their moment. And then we see some newspaper that says Pike, uh, the Pike guy clears uh, Selena's name. And Selena runs away with the gun. So she's like, this is mine. So she's like, this is my prize. This is my treasure. So she's running away with this heat-seeking gun. And just this full page panel spread, Batman's in her face. And uh, it's cool because we have some interesting imagery here where Selena turns into a little kid. Yeah. And it, she's like, it's mine. I need it. I need it to protect me. And, uh, then it goes back to her on her knees and she just gives it to Batman. Um, cause she's all like, just take it. Just it's, you know, it's mine. Don't take it. And, uh, it's interesting. So she gives it up to Batman. There's this cool, like silhouette panel where Batman's holding the gun and he, he looks all scout, like scouring, but Selena looks like she's kind of sad.
1: Yeah.
0: Which I think was like really cool. Almost like disappointed. Yeah. Thing. That she took this gun. Yeah. And she talks about how she never told anyone about it. She's like, she's not even like telling anyone about it now. And um, she talks about how it was kind of like a strange conscience like moment. Um, And then it kind of goes off to being um, she kind of just shrugs it off. She's just like, you know what? I got to go back to being like Catwoman. Like I have a rep to protect, you know. And so I thought it was really interesting because I feel like a lot of people that don't read comics don't understand that Catwoman is such a complex character. And she has so much to give. But it's always like, hey that's that uh, sexy lady that bangs batman all the time uh but it's like she's so much more than that and yeah it's, for sure it's why i was waiting i was hoping we were gonna get a lot more from joelle jones's run because joelle jones uh i remember her talking to i think when they were discussing tom king and stuff like that like she was talking about working with tom king and taking over like this catwoman run she was like make sure when you write catwoman to not forget that she's a thief like she's So much more than just being somebody that's in love with Batman, you know what I mean? So, I wish we would have got more from the Joel Jones run. I don't know what happened there. I don't know if it was destroyed by freaking Year of the Villain and blah blah blah, which I could easily assume that. But, if we can get more stories like Ed Brubaker did, and just other good runs like that with these other characters, like, man, like, they're just so good. And I don't know if it's just because people like Ed Brubaker, um, or, um azarello or people like that just are really good at writing noir stories and noir stories write so well with batman characters yeah that that's why those stories seem so well um but yeah i don't know like i've with especially i enjoyed this story too it was very political but i did enjoy it because it was still a good story on top of that it was a good story that dealt with the topic of gun control and sure. uh, I I really enjoy that, and it, again, it still blows my mind that that was twelve years ago, and it's <laughs> something that you still hear today, um, which is kind of sad that we're still having this conversation. Yeah. But at the same time, kind of like with Superman's um, what's that racist Superman story going on right now? Or like that um, you know, the cartoony one. Oh. With the um, uh
1: freaking the clan.
0: Yeah, uh, Superman, the or yeah, Superman. Yeah, smashes the clan. Superman yeah. smashes the Clan. Same thing. That is based in an older time. It's being written now, but it's based in an older time. And it's still happening today. Well, it's based so. off of
1: an actual episode of the Superman radio show.
0: Okay, so that was what, in the 40s? Yeah. 40s yeah,
1: and 50s? So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, insane. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty insane that um, comics can show us a past time or can show us the passage of time. It's just sad that we haven't done anything. It seems like we have no progress in that amount of time. So um, I really hope that I'm not – I really hope because we're running out of time with the whole Ivy stuff that I'm not reading that in 20 years and be like, oh, nothing's changed (laughs) Um, because that's going to be really sucky. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that is all the comics that we have. We are going to go ahead and end this podcast with our thoughts. It's been a – freaking crazy podcast we're already hitting almost two hours hope you guys are still with us but we're gonna give our thoughts really quickly on this last uh episode of harley quinn because batman has finally returned but he might not be the greatest superhero oh anymore.
1: my <laughs> god uh, go this was nuts i did yeah. not think that like well first off first off the way this episode starts Quite possibly in the best way possible yeah. with WB acknowledging the Snyder Cut and telling us that it all exists oh, and man. that uh, they're, they're, you know, finally starting their marketing with Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh-huh. If anything, they showed that fan base perfectly in cartoon form. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no, but anyway. of course it,
0: it does start off in uh, this
1: epic way of this it's so funny because I, th- I legitimately thought that most people would be like oh this is totally how Snyder Cut people are and it was very much yeah. a misogynistic guy uh, mm-hmm. hating on Harley Quinn but in the best way because you can totally tell that he hate-watches the show anyway. Yeah. hmm For sure. And so, he's like, oh, I'm not gonna watch it because Batman's not even involved, you know? And this episode mm-hmm. is all about Batman. Like, there's yeah. hardly any Harley Quinn in it whatsoever. And, of course, we see Batman... I believe it starts off with uh, Batman waking up in the manor. Yeah. And... You learn that freaking uh, he is, of course, wanting to still fight crime because he notices how crazy Gotham is. And uh, he also learns that there has been other people taking the mantle of Mm -hmm. the vigilante of Gotham. There's a character known as the Macaroni.
0: (laughs) The best hero in Gotham (laughs) who is fighting
1: crime. As well as we see another appearance of Batgirl,
0: yeah, and of rocking co- the rebirth outfit,
1: rocking the uh, the rebirth outfit. Yes, uh, not rebirth of uh, 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 the uh, what is what is the Burnside. yeah, but the Burnside outfit
0: was that still New Fifty Two?
1: Yeah, that was New Fifty Two. Yeah. Oh wow! Shit. And so the best, of course, we've we've already established that the best Harley Quinn episodes happen mm-hmm. when Bane is involved. Yeah. And so So. it quickly,
0: it quickly. I I watched this on Friday and I'm remembering these scenes now.
1: And so it quickly goes into this meeting between Bane and Two-Face. Yeah. And of course, Bane is wanting to sit at the big boy table and Two-Face is like, whoa, 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 hold on. That's your chair over there. And it's another folding chair. Yeah. (laughs) Like the smallest chair in the entire room is Bane's. And Bane wants to make this proposal to work together. And uh what do they call his his town? They Bainton. Bain Town. Bain Town. Bane town. Yeah. And then he's like, No, we call it Bainton. It's Bainton yeah. <laughs> 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 But it like it ends up basically becoming this thing that uh I think it was Batgirl and the Macaroni Mm -hmm. that are basically messing with Two Face's goons, and so at that point, uh, Two Face wants to go back to uh, Bane and say, "Hey, Mm -hmm. we need to work together." While all of this is happening,
0: it's after Batman shows up online.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's what that's what happens. So Two Face is like, "Ah." So Bruce Wayne, Batman, of course, finally gets back in his getup. But he's, you know, rocking a cane, but he's hiding the cane and he confronts Batgirl and he's like, yeah, you cannot do this. You cannot be wearing that symbol. And she's like, oh my God, is it trademarked? I swear I have not made (laughs) any money off of this whatsoever. I swear if I need to take it off, like I can find something else. And I mean, he proves that she isn't 100% ready because he's able to take out somebody with his freaking grappling hook uh, Mm -hmm. while they're talking but she is the social media person, and so yeah. she immediately pulls out her phone, goes live, and is like, "Hey, look who's back, guys! It's Batman!" Yeah. And that's when Two Face is like, "Oh crap, yeah. we I, we need to team up." And yeah. he t- he talks to to Bane, and Bane is like, "This has nothing to do with Batman returning, does it?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, of course not. Of course not. Uh, yeah. Look, I I even started making campaigning for us, and it's a sign that Two-Face. says Two Face." And he's like... <laughs> Two faces. He's yeah. like, but where, where's where's mine? Where's my face? Yeah. And he's like, oh, that little shadow right there. That's you. Yeah. That's you and that's me. Two faces.
0: Yeah.
1: But this entire time, uh. Uh, Batman is talking to Lucius about how to safely go out there and fight crime. Because he's technically yeah. still crippled. Mm-hmm. And so Lucius comes up with this amazing hell bat suit type thing yeah and and freaking alfred comes in he's like still trying to go out there bruce even though i've told you no and i will say as much as i first thought alfred's voice was really annoying it is perfect for the amount of sass that he was throwing towards (laughs) bruce this entire episode yeah but so you know uh alfred actually takes the suit and like pulls it up the stairs because he he's like i'm just yeah. gonna take this and bruce is like okay. the elevator's broken you have to take the stairs
0: <laughs> it like weighs a ton he's and like, so he's alfred like dragging it. you hear the clink, clink and <laughs> bruce is just kind of like smiling well
1: <laughs> the the uh... suit actually is laying right in alfred's room and one of the cool things is that i think lucius made it voice activated And this was probably one of the funniest moments. So, Bruce had a little bit of an Iron Man moment where he opens Alfred's room. And I think the voice is Maria. He goes, Yeah, Maria, activate. And, like, all the rockets just start, (laughs) like, boosting up. And he's like, shh, 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 quiet, (laughs) shh. And they're all starting to connect to him.
0: Yeah, He
1: gets the whole suit on. And then it sounds like armor. Like, he's a knight, and it's like, clink, clink clink trying to get out of the freaking manor so hilarious but he confronts bane well he confronts uh yeah he confronts bane first yeah and he fights bane and it's so freaking hilarious because he's pressing the buttons of bane he's like yeah like he says something like uh you're you're working with Two Face and Two Face is like playing you blah blah and Bane yeah. is getting so agitated he's like no that's 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 not true he said yeah. look the Two Faces the Two Faces yeah. he's like and Bruce or Batman goes if you were working with Two Face he already has Two Faces so it'd be three faces
0: yeah well my favorite part is he's like he's like I'm right there the shadow he was like I was born in it like. <laughs> Or, you no, it was like, uh, I live there, or something like that. Like, it was so good, dude. Like, the Bane's humor in this oh. is so good. He is uh, like, I'm right there on the shadow. I was born there. <laughs> like, it's just so, like, oh, dude. But he does. So good.
1: Bruce Batman really does get under Bane's skin to the yeah. point where Bane completely banes out with his venom. Yeah. And, like, Batman is getting his ass beat. There's at one point you like Batman gets the upper hand by literally using a crotch rocket.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Which Gordon wanted, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Uh
1: so the crotch rocket hits him, and you're like, okay, he has enough time to get away. No, that is not true. The really cool yeah. thing about this fight is freaking uh Bane actually uses real Freaking wrestling moves on yeah. Batman in this fight, and then grabs Bruce by the arms, mm-hmm. swings him around, and hits this like tin, si- like billboard sign, like tin yeah. thing, and immediately splatters blood everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. And <laughs> he
0: breaks his legs. He
1: breaks his legs. I literally flinched. When that happened. I was like, oh my god. (laughs) It was brutal. It was was super brutal. brutal. And then Bane kept on beating the crap out of him. And then just left him for dead, basically. Because he was so frustrated he needed to go talk to Two-Face. Yeah. But then Two-Face's goons actually show up. And they're like, oh look, it's Batman. We're going to see who Batman really is. They tie him up. And they have like a fire underneath him. They're really like about to kill him. But... Who comes to save him? The macaroni and Batgirl. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep, the greatest hero in this show. Uh, so yeah, they they beat his at they they beat up all the two face people and Batgirl's there and Batman's just they like they help him down. And it turns out that the macaroni is actually Alfred. <laughs> and I thought it was the greatest thing because one, because what is the Gordon's the one? He's like, yeah, check out this guy. He's the macaroni. He's like, you know, like the nursery rhyme. What is it like? You put it. What is the nursery rhyme? He, it's uh, like you put it in the something he, and call it and, Macaroni. And call it, like he actually
1: sings yeah, the nursery he rhyme. he sings
0: the thing, which is fucking hilarious. And, he,
1: and, he and like, he's like great. right next to Bruce's ear watching this video. And he's like singing yeah. this nursery rhyme to him. I lost yeah. it, dude. Dude, when you note so when you good. find out that Alfred is wearing this giant wig that has like mechanical arms that pop out, yeah, and like with like a, a, Gadget. A, a
0: saw, a baseball bat, like all yeah. these stupid things, but because Batman's like it's a little impractical, and he's all like, and he just like shoots out a boxing glove and punches somebody, <laughs> like it's great. <laughs> but they it's so dumb.
1: they beat everybody, and then they help him down. And then Batgirl comes around, and she's like, oh, God, your legs are, like, turning that way, <laughs> and that, are are yeah. they supposed to be doing that? <laughs> uh, but basically, uh, at the end, Batman's like, okay, maybe I do need some help, basically. Yeah, and yeah that's how it ends, basically. It, yeah. it ends, basically, with Batman on a chair next to the bat signal, and Gordon comes up, and he's like, are you sitting? Yeah. And Batman's like, I sit sometimes. <laughs> and basically getting to the point where he's confronting uh Gordon to say, hey, I am not physically able right now. Mm. Batgirl is going to be the person protecting the city for now. And that's yeah. how it ends.
0: Yeah, that was pretty cool. Because uh, obviously Gordon doesn't know who Batgirl is, which is hilarious. Um, yeah, she she comes in <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we're going to be working together, Gordon. yeah. <laughs> And he's, like, all not for it, too. He's, like, uh, He's, like, he just wants to work with Batman, which I find so hilarious. Oh. Uh, but, yeah, dude, it, this this show is great. I mean, I feel like I say it every freaking week, but Bane, Bane and Clayface are really great in this show. Like, they are the comedy relief. I hope, like... I like, I know it probably wouldn't work as
1: well, but mm-hmm. I hope after this, Bane gets, like, two like maybe like some random specials that's just bane
0: yeah i mean it would be nice if they win and did like a stupid show where like bane's like i'm gonna go back to be a wrestler like or some shit like that or
1: or if there is countless deleted scenes with nothing Mm -hmm. but random one-liners by bane i want that i want that
0: yeah bane just like i feel like i want to react to like a compilation of all his stuff when this is all (laughs) done because like I still love the Aquaman episode when the fish are on the ground. He's like, "Oh, look at me! I'm stopping on your fish!" Like, "Oh, I just killed one!" Like, it's just so good, man. Like, uh, I don't know who plays Bane, but it's just so good. Like, oh man, that Harley Quinn. If you guys are not watching this show, it should be coming out on FX pretty soon. Uh, sci-fi. Right? sci-fi, sci-fi, sci-fi,
1: sci-fi on Sundays. Um, I okay. it is pretty soon. I think it's uh, I. Th- Wait, what is this? I think it was actually yesterday. No, no. Wait, today is Wednesday. I think it's actually uh, either on the 10th or on the 17th. So, one of those two. So, either next Sunday or the Sunday after.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys have not seen Harley Quinn and you want to catch up on that show, I highly suggest it. If you don't want to pay the eight bucks or whatever it is for DC Universe, uh, I do always suggest that. That is not, this isn't a sponsored thing or anything like that. But uh, it's just a good value. Like I said, I'm reading so many comic books now. That whole everything that I've been reading for Catwoman, that thing we just covered with Tale from the or Tales of a Gun, uh, is all on DC Universe. That's what we're using to read this. The digital shorts are on the DC app. I don't know what you're using, Comicsology. I'm using Comicsology. Yeah. Yeah, I'm using the D- the official DC app to buy those books. So. Uh, there's a lot of good content out there, guys. Uh, especially, especially if you're somebody that is stuck at home and you want to start reading comics. I highly suggest picking up one of these things. Like it'll definitely help out, uh, and you can watch the Harley Quinn, um, all the seasons right now. Um, I, I don't know what's going to happen after Harley Quinn. Stargirl should be starting up pretty soon on DC Universe. Yep, I think. Um, but next that'll also week. be on CW. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: but it'll show up on DC Universe the day before, so you can commercial free, kind of
1: and yeah. then. On the CW with commercials and everything else.
0: Yep. Yeah, so I highly suggest that. But, um, yeah, I think the comics and Harley Quinn right now are just good enough for you to subscribe to that uh, service. Even if it is for a month or two. Like, yeah. Like, I think it's worth it. Um, just binge it and read yourself some comics and then see if you want to keep, uh, keep going after that. Granted, you wouldn't be able to do it. You might, no, you'd have to keep it for at least probably like two more months, right, to finish Harley Quinn. Because it's weekly. It is weekly, so. yeah.
1: So probably another uh, two months, because it's going to be another yeah. 13 episodes. This
0: was episode, yeah. like, four? Five. five? This is episode five, yeah. Yeah. So. So. It's a, it's a good show. Um, but uh, you know what? Like, DC's, things are slowly starting to get to back, not back to normal. Because I think the world's going to be pretty, we're going to, it's going to be pretty testy all of 2020, yeah. I think. Yeah. To be honest. But it seems like entertainment is slowly going to start coming in. I know, like, the NFL is already planning, like, we're starting our season. Like, this shit's happening. So I'm pretty sure if the NFL is doing it, the NBA is like, we're going to fucking do our shit. I think they said they're pushing their season till like, December or something. Like, so I don't know. It, it's crazy. But once the big corporations start doing things, I wouldn't be surprised if in June, Batman starts filming again. I'm just throwing that prediction out there. I think sometime in June, Batman's going to start filming again. Uh, I, I don't that. know if WB is gonna hire doctors to be on staff to take everybody's temperatures and stuff, because um, it seems like that's what a lot of places are starting to do. Um, I think that'll probably be the thing. we are like, all right, we're gonna take everybody's temperatures, and then go from there. Um, God, yeah, I'm it just really I'm just
1: having like flashbacks to seeing that CGI mouth on Cavill, because everybody's Girl. gonna
0: be wearing masks while they film. That would be something. Yikes. Um. But yeah, it, it would be very interesting. What would be what would be good is, and I think this is what some places are doing too. Like, um, is they should just get all the celebrities or whoever's working on this thing, rent out a whole hotel place and store them there. Like, keep them all there so they don't leave at all. Like, they're like, let's get this done. Everybody's gonna be here. Nobody's gonna visit anybody else. This is what we're gonna do. Yeah, Um, if they wanted to do that, because there are companies that are doing that that are entertainment based Um, like it's like the wrestling people. They're like renting out a whole hotel and just like we're going to film all our shit and then we're going to leave. Nice. So maybe they'll do something like that. Um, But who knows? Uh, I just hopefully, you know, things will slowly start getting back to normal. But anyways, we're starting to get comics again. So this podcast should start getting back to normal. Probably not as much entertainment news, but we'll have a whole bunch of comic stuff. We, uh, I kind of like the idea of, uh, you know, reviewing old books. Yeah. So maybe we'll cover another one next week. Um, we should probably have another digital first. Yes. By next week, so we'll review that as well. And uh, yeah, that's gonna be it, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you enjoyed this jam-packed, freaking episode that we brought you. Now the comics are back. This is pretty awesome. But uh, Clay, what do you got on your podcast this week, man? Yeah,
1: of course. Uh, you can find me at Fanboy Comics Podcast um on Instagram and on Twitter and of course fanboyclay is my personal page on Instagram and Twitter as well um I talk about everything in the Marvel Unlimited and the DC Universe app and I have been loving the Shonen Jump like just as well so I'm diving into that so yeah I post shows on Thursdays Fridays and Saturdays and I am probably gonna be up for another two hours recording two other shows after this so yeah that's that's nice. all I got. Uh,
0: they're pretty quick quick uh, listens, or how long are they usually?
1: Uh, they're usually anywhere from, I think the shortest was 27 minutes. The longest I've done is about 44, 45 minutes, so always under an hour.
0: Yeah, so if you want some quick bites there, ladies and gentlemen, I think y'all should definitely go check those out. Um, for me, of course, I always have that YouTube channel, Juice Reacts. If you guys want to go check out my reaction videos, post at least six videos a week. So, you know, always have content going up there been some interesting stuff with apex last of us coming out this week so definitely go check that out but of course if you want to see some live stuff come chilling with us come talk with us definitely come check out the live stream on twitch.tv slash juice from the box we will be streaming well by the time this comes out i will be streaming tonight um so friday night uh, around 11 p.m central standard time if you want to come check out um probably 11:30 actually um so yeah definitely come check that out it's good times we'll be probably killing people in gta as the joker so uh (laughs) definitely come hang out it's a good time but that is it ladies and gentlemen as always he is fanboy clay i am juice wayne remember batman is awesome news weekly